With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Many reasons why Phil Collins from the 1984 love story drama against all odds starring James Woods, Alex Harrison, Rachel Ward, and yes, folks, we are four episodes from number 200 as it's episode number 196 of Raw Radio for the first day of July, July the 1st, 2019. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 13044-POUND, and you can join us now, however, until 5 o'clock this afternoon. Of course, as always, is the human suplex machine from Front Row, Virginia, my tag team partner, if you will, as we say good day to him here at episode 196. Yep, good day. And, of course, we are four episodes from 200, which we'll be hitting in less than four weeks from today, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be a historic day in itself. But speaking of history, however, before we start off with the news, however, we want to wish our good friends in the great white Maple Leaf North Tower of our own King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, in the country of old Canada, the Maple Leaf, if you will, as it is Canada Day today. So happy Canadian Day to all our fellow, uh, uh, let's just say, Friends of the Maple Leaf uh, persuasion up there in the Great White North, including our own King NWO, Gerard T. Smith Tower. Hopefully, it is a very successful Canada Day. Of course, it'll be the 4th of July here in the States on Thursday, but it is Canada Day in Canada today. So, we say to the Canadian fans Tower up there in the Great White North, including our own King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and the rest of the Canadian public, happy Canada Day. 
John, we start off, of course, with the big story, of course, going on over the weekend. Of course, NBA free agency, of course, along with the NHL, of course, starting today. A lot of deals being done, of course. The big story, of course, is what happened in Brooklyn last night, if you will. The Brooklyn Nets may have just bought themselves an NBA title, if you will, believe it or not. Yes, folks, Jay-Z has acquired Kevin Durant for four years at $42 million a pop. He has also acquired Kyrie Irving from the Boston Celtics at $35 million a pop for the next four years. All told, the Brooklyn Nets have spent over $300 million, and they're not done yet. Oh, no. They're looking for more pieces to the puzzle, if you will, but that's not all. We've seen some big trades go down. D'Angelo Russell going from Brooklyn to Golden State. We have heard Jimmy Butler could be on his way to Miami, if you will. The Miami Heat are looking to heat things up there in the east. We also heard Kemba Walker is heading from Charlotte all the way to Boston on a big contract. We have also heard, believe it or not, that Kawhi Leonard is still weighing his options carefully as he's up either in Canada or he's going to head west to L.A. to the Lakers or Clippers. All told, it has been a very active 24 to 48 hours already in free agency, but the big story, of course, is Durant and, of course, also Kyrie Irving. The Brooklyn Nets just might have challenged themselves for the Eastern Division title, if you will, challenging Boston, Toronto, and Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia got former Celtics superstar Al Horford last night for four years at $106 million to buy Harris has re-signed with the Philadelphia 76ers, if you will, on a big mega deal. All told, money was the key object and no chance to spend, spend, spend was the story here, Howard. Then more of the teams out that looking for big money, Howard, in free agency. But as I said, Howard, it was a very active opening day of free agency yesterday. And John, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Your thoughts about what it was a crazy day yesterday with Kevin Durant and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. Definitely. I mean, you look at that salary, I mean, $42 million for Kevin Durant for the next four years, Howard, at $168 million a pop. one thirty for Kyrie, Howard, at four years at $35 million a pop. D'Angelo Russell leaving Brooklyn to go to Golden State, signing a five-year, $29 million deal, however, which is going to cost him $120 million, if you will. Kyrie, or Kawhi Leonard is looking to go elsewhere. Julius Randle is going to the Knicks, Howard, even though the Knicks struck out, Howard, and a lot of people are criticizing that the Knicks could have gone after Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They chose not to. Instead, they let Brooklyn and Jay-Z scoop them up, and they might have bought themselves the NBA championship in the Eastern Division next year, challenging Toronto and Philadelphia. But, of course, Philadelphia got Tobias Harris. They got Jimmy Butler, of course, rid of Jimmy Butler. He's on his way to Miami. But Tobias Harris was the big guy they signed, Howard. There was a lot of activity to say the least. I would agree, so. Now, the other big story of the week, John, of course, happened late in the week last week, Howard, and we heard about it on Thursday, and we're going to find out tonight how it's going to affect everyone. In case anyone has not been under a rock the last 72 hours, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are back in the news, and this time, Howard, you're going to be saying, why are we talking about them again? Well, we'll tell you why. Apparently, Paul Heyman has now been seen as the new executive to Monday Night Raw. Starting tonight, we understand Eric Bischoff could be starting as early as tomorrow. Tomorrow in San Antonio, Texas, if you will. This is where Monday Night Raw is going to be, of course, uh, in Dallas tonight, San Antonio tomorrow SmackDown. That being said, both of these gentlemen will have their own versions of how to run the show separately, but they will have to report to Vince McMahon in general. 
We will be talking more about this, and John will be sharing his thoughts about that, as well as the Raw recap tonight at 11 o'clock p.m. on FacebookLive.com. Be sure to check that out under GROHS at Facebook.com. But, John, the story broke Thursday morning, however, and I think we were all just in shock when we heard it. We thought this was all a prank. This was a joke again. But there's no joke here. This is legit. Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are running Raw and SmackDown. What is your take on both of these gentlemen now running the show separately and reporting off to Vince? Well, I think they got a good shot at uh, saving it. Well, I hope so. I mean, considering the fact that SmackDown, of course, as you know, has a big, big uh, paper coming up down the road, how along with Raw here in a few weeks, of course, Extreme Rules. Next week, we'll give you our Extreme Rules predictions here on the show. Of course, as we said today, we'll expect you more on the show, including our good friend GTS today. The human super, uh, of course, uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. We're also hopefully expecting Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow, herself, Michelle Lindod. And, of course, we're also expecting hopefully some uh, other surprises as well. Who knows what might be happening today. So, folks, we'll definitely have a lot to talk about here shortly. But, in the meantime, we're now oh, going to go to birthdays today. Let's follow up on the history of some birthdays. I got to get something real quick. Okay. Yeah. Well, John's... All right, while John's stepping out for a minute to do that, before we get into the birthdays and dates, we want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up tomorrow night, we will have our double shot beginning at 7 p.m. with wrestling uh, visit at 139926, back in its normal time slot. GTS, myself, and John will take you to our time machine, and we'll tell you where we're going to go this week. Also, we'll talk a little bit about tonight's Raw, which, of course, will be coming up all night. I want to know at 9 p.m. 138055 pound, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, will be the story on Revolution. Of course, tomorrow night we are almost approaching 700 episodes on that, ladies and gentlemen. So that is exciting to say the least. We will be talking more about Raw and other stuff tomorrow night. John will have the first day and Of course, GTS and I will have the headlines for you. Then on Thursday, the Star Spangled July edition of Wolfpack Radio will be on the norm, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 208, 138521 pound. Be sure to check that out. And then we'll wrap it up Friday night, of course, with the game. And of course, our good friend, the Friday Night Delight, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Remote Car who, of course, we want to give out a special shout out. Of course, as always, our brother from another mother, of course, my, our very good friend who has been with us for the last month or so, month and a half. Of course, he will be with us again this Friday. He will have a lot to talk about, including the weekend review and a little bit about the AEW show that happened, Fighter Fest, which we'll be talking about here after the birthdays and dates here as well. Be sure to check that out, of course, this Friday night on Revolution 138521Pound. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday, right before the 4th of July, the fireworks will start off with a big bang, no pun intended, starting at 6.30 p.m. with Outside the Ropes. Mr. WW and myself, along with John, will have movie trivia as well as uh, politics, movies, and sports news, including the box office report 141387. The wrestling debate 139925 pound will be the normal C Howard at 8 o'clock, and then at 9 o'clock we'll recap the SmackDown for you on the pre 4th of July edition of the 4th of July show coming up this Wednesday, 138521 pound again. GTS and I will have your news headlines for that, however, and John will by the birthdays and dates as well. So, folks, we got your bases covered all week long here on the America's Birthday Week, however. So don't you dare miss it. Of course, it promises to be very, very exciting. Now, as we said, folks, how we're going to have birthdays and dates here in just a few moments, how as John will be supplying that to us, ladies and gentlemen. How and as we said, next Monday, ladies and gentlemen, here in episode 197, we will have you our extreme rules for 
predictions, folks. We're going to talk about what kind of extreme we're going to see in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, however. And that should be very exciting to say the least. And I think uh, John, uh, I think John's almost ready to go here. So we're going to hear from him on uh, birthdays and dates here in just a few moments. While we do that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to tell you about some uh, excitement that you can see your favorite superstars in a facility near you. We do know that one match has been listed tonight as a false count anywhere match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. So there you go. Meanwhile, tomorrow at the Lackland Air Force Base Main Exchange in San Antonio, Texas, only open to military personnel. You can meet Seamus. That's right, the Celtic Warriors. Seamus will be signing autographs tomorrow morning from 11 to 1.30 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, in San Antonio. Earlier today, you could have met Ember Moon. Meanwhile, of course, coming up on Saturday, July 13th, next Saturday from 10 p.m. until, excuse me, 10 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. at the Dynasty Sports and Collectibles at the Oxford Valley Mall in Langhorne, PA. Come meet John's favorite person. Yes, folks, no Miss Bliss herself will be talking to the public there next Saturday. That will be very interesting. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay, John's ready to go with birthdays and dates, so there we go. Okay, we're going to turn it now back over to John Howard with birthdays and dates while I'm looking to see where else we're going to be hitting Howard during the month of September and looking at our upcoming calendar. So while we do that, let's go to birthdays and dates with John. And when we come back, folks, as we said, we'll start to talk about AEW Double or Nothing Fighter Fest. Did Fighter Fest live up to the fight, Howard, and was it worth watching? We'll let you know if it was worth watching as we break it down for you, X's and O's, here shortly. But now, let's turn it over to John, who has our report for today's birthdays and dates. John, go right ahead. 33 years ago today in Denver, Colorado, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Stan Hansen by forfeit to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. And in reality, Stan Hansen walked down on AWA and took their championship belt with him. It came down to loyalty to AJPW over AWA. Hansen was booked to defend the title in a, on a series of shows there in July, but he was told to drop the title to Nick Bockwinkel. But there's just one problem. Giant Baba was advertised to have an NAWA title defense on that tour. Hansen went to Japan with the belt and defended it, only dropping after he won the NWA International Championship. So, in response to his being stripped of the AWA world title, he ran over the AWA world title belt with his truck and yep. mailed the remains to Vern Gagne. Just imagine how Vern would have felt to see that. I mean, that's sort of like, that is like, sort of like Medusa throwing the trash in the garbage back on the WCW Nitro show back in late December of 95, early 96. I mean, Stan Hansen, we've talked about him, folks. I mean, this is a mean, mean son of a bitch who back in the day did not take no prisoners. I mean, they didn't call him the madman from Boulder, Texas from nothing. I mean, he was six foot six, three fifteen. In fact, I just watched a ma- couple matches of his recently, including the, his battle with Bruno San Martino in the Garden back in the late 70s. And I also watched the match he had with uh, Lex Luger, believe it or not, at Star K90, Howard. And like I said, this is a guy who used to chew tobacco and uh, was just a mean, tough uh, ombre. You talk about one of the toughest Texans in the world. We'll talk more about Texas here in just a few minutes with a special person who uh, hit a historical milestone just recently, Howard. He was one of those guys, Howard, and still is one of those guys who's a very unique person, let's just say. They don't call Stan Hansen the Lariat for nothing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Texas, 21 years ago today on Raw is War from Cleveland, Ohio. Stone Cold defeated Kane to win the WWE Championship. This comes just the day after losing the championship in a first blood match to Kane. 
20 years ago today, uh, Raleigh's Award team in Fayetteville, North Carolina, the Hardy Boys defeated the Acolytes to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. 19 years ago today in Tokyo, a.k.a. Poison Salada Black creates the DDT Iron Man Heavyweight Championship and names himself the first champion. Huh. Remember that? I do recall that, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, and now WWE's bring their own version back. <laughs> yes, they are. No doubt. Yep. Eleven years ago today, WWE presented Night of Champions from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Which is where we're at tonight. Yep. The only two, three titles that were won was the World Tag Team Championship. Yep. The Intercontinental Championship when Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston beat Chris Jericho to win the title. Yep. And the ECW title. And when Mark Henry beat Kane in the big show to win it all. Yep. Right in his, his Neo's backyard, if you will. Sillsby, Texas, if you will. Bringing the House of Pain in Big D. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago today, Alberto Perez Genemis and his brother Alejandro were both found dead in a hotel room at the age of 34. Huh. Yep. Uh, six years ago today, an impact taping in Las Vegas, Nevada, Chris Saban defeated Austin Aries and Manic to win the TNA X Division Championship. Huh. Five years ago today, WWE presented Money in the Bank from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Huh. Um, we had two ladder matches where we had Seth Rollins win Money in the Bank and John Cena defeated Seamus, Bray Wyatt, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Kane in a ladder match to win the vacated WWE World Heavyweight title. Hmm. Okay. Serenade is a happy 33rd birthday to Serena Deeb. Yes. Who was in the happy 78th birthday to Johnny Saint. Yep, the NXT UK general manager. Yeah. Wow. And happy 128th birthday, however, who would have been 128, Ed the Strangler Lewis, who was born in June of 1891. He passed away at the age of 75, two months after his 75th birthday, believe it or not. Also, 10 years ago today, on that same day, Raw did a Raw starting their own get coach. Yes. Yep, and where Batista became the first guest host of Raw. I gotta say, the guest host was a good idea in WWE. It was. Oh, well, yes, I would agree. I would agree. I hope they can do that again. Yeah, I think they need something like that. No doubt about it. Alright, let's go to Sunday. What do we got for Sunday? Okay. Oh, 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 we are, we're going to start back to 58 years ago today in Chicago, Illinois. Buddy Rogers defeated Pat O'Connor in a best-of-three-falls match 
won the NWA World Heavyweight title. This matchup was the match of the century. Hmm. 24 years ago today in Jim Fort, Pennsylvania, Raven and Stevie Richards defeated Public Enemy to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. Yes. 16 years ago today, Hulk Hogan appeared on the Bubba Loves Sponge radio show and announced his Mr. America character was put on hiatus and that he was he quit the WWE for the immediate future by non-happiness with his creative direction. Hmm. Interesting. But Hogan would return to WWE in 2005 after trying an appearance for TNA. Huh. 16 years ago today on Raw from Buffalo, New York, Gail Kim in her WWE television debut last eliminated Victoria in a seven-woman battle royal match to win the WWE Women's Championship. Huh. Yeah. Um, 14 years ago today, New York High School teacher Matt Stryker made national headlines when he is outed for using six days to wrestle in Japan. The scandal would lead Kate to resign from his teaching job and quickly be picked up by WWE. Yes. So I'll be right back. Please continue. Okay. I'll wait for it, JD. I'm back. Sorry, what were you saying after that uh, thing, though, John? After the... Uh, was Matt Stryker? Yes, after the Matt Stryker thing, yes. I was waiting for you. Okay. And before you get into that, I do have an uh, update, ladies and gentlemen, on the NBA free agent market. According to reports from ESPN and the San Francisco Chronicle and Ramona Shelberg at ESPN from the LA Times, it has now been reported, as well as Adrian Wojciechowski, that Clay Thompson will stay with the Golden State Warriors. He will not test free agency and go to the Clippers or the Lakers. He is going to sign later today or possibly in the coming days ahead a reported five-year deal that will be worth $190 million, ladies and gentlemen, 190 So apparently he will be staying with him for about $38 million a year. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, it's been a crazy, like I said, 48 hours with all these guys getting like 30, 40, 50 million a pop. I mean, what's next, Tower? I mean, what are we going to see with Kawhi Leonard? I mean, seriously, I must mentioned it moments ago, folks. I mean, what is going to happen when Kawhi Leonard hits the market? There's been talk that the Raptors are looking to spend, 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 and try to get him under a big long-term deal. There's been talk that the Lakers and the Clippers want him to head back west, however. I don't really know. I mean, you look at Durant, you look at Kemba Walker, you look at Kyrie, you look at Clay. I mean, these guys are getting some buku money, ladies and gentlemen, in the last 24-plus hours, and it has been crazy to say the least. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, this breaking news just coming in, according to ESPN's Ramona Shelburne and the San Francisco Chronicle, as well as Adrian Wojciechowski. We do want to thank those uh, three sources for giving us an update on that story. Eleven years ago today on uh, Raw from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, CM Punk defeated Edge to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Right. 
Mm-hmm. All right, 10 years ago today, Sheamus made his WWE television debut as Sheamus in his debut for ECW. That's right, yes. I do recall that. Yep. And five years ago today on Raw, we had some big returns. First, AJ Lee made her return. Also, The Miz and Chris Jericho at the same time. Uh, Before we do... uh... Uh, go on uh, here. Uh, I do want to uh, report on now. Joining us on the line, ladies and gentlemen, we have as we welcome him to 196, ladies and gentlemen, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as we welcome him back to Raw Radio after off last week once again. Hi, so, John. Fonzie, Hi, JD. Fonzie, what's going on? How are you? We were just talking about person dates, and I, and I just reported uh, moments ago another free agent signing is in the books. Clay Thompson is now staying with the Warriors five years, $190 yeah. million, which is crazy. But we'll talk and, uh, more about that here in just a few moments. Yeah. Uh, John, please continue. All right. Happy 33rd birthday to the AEW founder, Cody Rhodes. Yes. And yes, a happy 53rd birthday to Iron Mike Tyson. That's right. Mm-hmm. Happy that 75th was, birthday. Who was that? That was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Good, Fonzie. Happy sorry, 75th. That's okay, man. Happy 75th birthday to Terry Funk, the living legend. Yes, I can't believe he's still around. Oh, God bless him. Uh, before we get into, and I do, uh, do you have any other birthdays for Sunday? I do have a couple to report. Though. I do have another one. Today Please would do. have been the 128th birthday of Ed Strangler Lewis. That's who it was, yes, yes. Okay, it was yesterday then. Okay, I made a mistake. Okay. Um, I do have some others to report. Happy 33rd birthday to Alicia Fox. Happy 35th birthday. Uh, Alicia Fox. Yes. Happy 30th birthday to Rich Swan's wife, Sue Young. And happy 35th birthday to Scott Dawson of The Revival, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And happy 28th birthday to Will Ferreira as well. Mm-hmm. So let us go to the big first day of July, Canada Day, if you will. Yep. All right. 28 years ago today, NWA and WCW World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair leads WCW after he and the company come to an impasse on a new contract. Yes. Yep. Um... Uh, 16 years ago today at SmackDown Tapin in Rochester, New York. Team Angle yes. defeated Eddie Guerrero and Kajeri to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Huh. Ten, ten years ago today, WWE... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. 17 years ago today... Hold on, hold on. Uh, I went too fast. Okay. John, you and Fire, I'm going back. Good. While you do that, I gotta do step out for a second. You two keep going over birthdays and days. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Thirty-five years ago today in Atlanta, Georgia, Ron Garvin defeated Jake Roberts to win the NWA World Television Championship on the same show. The Spoiler defeated Brad Armstrong to win the NWA National World Heavyweight Championship. 
20 years ago today, WWE announces that Chris Jericho has signed with the WWE to a multi-year contract. Um, 17 years ago today, on Raw, from Manchester, New Hampshire, The Undertaker defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the undisputed WWE Championship. Okay, so that was nominated for Raw Match of the Decade. Okay, you missed out. You missed out on two stuff. First, okay. we had Ron Garvin beat Jake Roberts. Yes, thirty-five yes. years ago, and yes. Chris Jericho yes. was signed to a multi-year contract twenty years ago. Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. Uh, seventeen years ago today on Raw from Manchester, New Hampshire, and the Undertaker defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the undisputed. WWE Championship. Yes. All right. Ten years ago today, WWE signed Serena Deeb to developmental deal. Yes. Right. And seven years ago today, Lauren Wilkins, known as Angelina Love, announced on Twitter she had requested and been granted her release for the company. Yes. All right. So here's a few birthdays. Yes. Happy 37th birthday to former Diva Search contestant Carmel Desirier. Yes. And also a happy 52nd birthday to 1995 Royal Rumble guest host and the woman who accompanied, who was set, who was scheduled to accompany Shawn Michaels, who was originally scheduled to accompany Shawn Michaels to the main event, but instead that spot was given to Jenny McCarthy, Pamela Anderson. How old is she today? 52. Damn, she still looks good for her age. And also, happy 99th birthday to Harold Sakata, better known to you all as Oddjob in the movie Goldfinger. He passed away less than 18 days after his 62nd birthday due yeah. to liver cancer. Is that oh, you are... You... Uh, we have another one you guys forgot, too, today. Who? You know who, who uh, the, the singer who's, who, uh, Mrs. Well, Elliot? Hold on, work hold on. It, work hold on. It? Yeah, hold on a second, hold on a second. Before you answer that question, we do have a caller online with us, ladies and gentlemen, so let's take the caller right now. A caller, you're on with J.D. Fonzie and John. Who's calling, please? Uh, this is, uh, Tony from Taylor. Taylor, Pennsylvania. Okay, Tony, yes, well, I'm glad you're here. you got Fonzie, myself, and John. What can we answer for you today? Well, I'd like to know why the ratings on, uh, on the wrestling have fallen off. I kind of think because uh, they don't have a good villain like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You need, you need to bring Stone Cold back. Well, to answer you, Tony, I think John and I and Fonzie will answer the same question. I don't think you'll ever see Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the ring whatsoever. I mean, you might see him sporadically in appearances here and there, maybe if he feels like it, but he's tied up with his reality show on CMT. Uh, you're right. There is no true villain out there except for maybe Brock Lesnar right now. However, he's maybe the only guy out there other than maybe Shane McMahon who right now is being force-fed down our throats every week, however. And to answer your other question, why the reins are falling off, however, it's because, however, they're doing the same old stale products every week. And uh, I'm sure John would vouch me on that one. John, would you care to uh, yeah. elaborate a little bit more, please? Yep, I would. Okay, please. Go ahead, by all means. 
Tony, the reason why the Rangers have drunk a little bit and puked, sorry for the noise there. That's okay. Don't worry about that, Tony. Go ahead. Um, Tony, the reason why they shrank is because you lost some superstars. You lost a lot of talent. I think the first cracks in the WWE, Tony, which began when I would say Owen Hart and Chris Benoit died. Yes, I, 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 I definitely agree with that. And also, too, John, and you can vouch for this, too, I think you can tell Tony, too, that what this new organization, this All Elite Wrestling that uh, uh, the Con Boys are owning, Howard, and the Rose Boys are owning, Howard, they're trying to uh, get this thing off the ground, Howard, and I think with this television deal looming in October, it's going to be a very big, successful thing, and I think right now WWE going to Fox, and I've said this to you many times, and we've all talked about this on not just this show, but all of our shows on and offline, I think this Fox deal right now is a very, very risky venture, I think they're playing right now with matches that they better hope not to get burned on, because if they do, Howard, then where are they going to fall back on? I mean, really, seriously. Let's bring in Fonzie to elaborate a little more. Fonzie, I'm sure, would like to elaborate on this, too. Fonzie, uh, Tony had a question as far as uh, thoughts about what the ratings have been like in Raw, Howard, and uh, if you can make it simple and clean, we appreciate that, so please uh, tell us uh, and tell Tony specifically what you think, Howard, is the reason why, however, Raw has been falling off the map. Uh... Because it's garbage, first of all. Second mm-hmm. of all, they bring the same old thing open up. Now, tonight, they're in Dallas. They haven't still made who's going to be on the matchup list. And they should have did this a couple hours ago and said, hey, we're going to kick off the show. We're going to kick mm-hmm. off the show, Seth Rollins versus uh, Samoan Joe. Samoan Joe from SmackDown. Okay. Open that up. Then, okay, the next match, you can have uh, the Chronics. They, yep. Where's the tag team division for the women and the men? They should have get rid of this fucking tag team belts for both Raw and SmackDown because they're not facing nobody. Yeah. Okay, the Usos, yes, they beat they beat the Revival. The Usos should go against uh, Daniel Bryan and Luke Robin. Yeah, Eric okay. Robin. Or I think okay. they should go up. Or I, should, I think they should go up against the Viking War Raiders. The War Viking or Viking War Raiders, whatever. Or heavy, yes, uh, machinery. Right, that's an art. Heavy yes, machinery, right. but they're right. not doing that. They're not mm-hmm. bringing no tactics. No. They so don't. if I'm like, if I'm in the like Jamie Man or Vince, say, hey, you know what? Let's get the tactics. Let's get rid of these tactics titles. Yeah. For the women. A woman's tag. Okay, yeah. Windsor Chronics defended their titles since yeah. freaking what? WrestleMania? WrestleMania. Since WrestleMania, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we're in freaking July right now. So that's like three months ago. They yeah. haven't faced no one. They should have yeah. go with Natalia and uh, Becky Lynch. Okay, whatever. Or... Natalia and somebody else who's close with Natalia. Is it Becky? Uh, it's Becky's one. Yeah, Becky's one of them. I'm also thinking that who's the like other that. one? There's another one. 
Bailey. Oh, Ron, Bailey. Okay. Or Ronald Rousey, where she's been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Natalia and her could have come and def- go against the Chronics. Or you yeah. can have Oscar. Where's Oscar been? And her yeah. tag team partner. Probably saying. They haven't shown up. Well, you know I'll, 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 to answer your question, Fonzie, I'll answer you that question uh, to where they are. They def- they actually, this past week in Singapore and Japan, beat the Iconics twice. Do I think they deserve a title shot? Yes, I think they do. And you said it before. And I hope tomorrow night in San Antonio, after this Asian tour this past weekend, however, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and it just got back yesterday, if I'm them, however, like I said, I would either get a shot at the belts, either possibly Extreme Rules in a few weeks, or I would get a shot tomorrow night in San Antonio. That's what I would do. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen tonight, J.D.? We all saying this, we all predict this. Watch yeah. tonight at 8 o'clock, exactly 8, you're going to have freaking Bear Corbin crying, okay? Yeah. yeah. Or you're going to have Paul Heyman or somebody yeah. Nobody wants to see. It gets boring. Every You might as well just go to the bathroom or go get some nachos. Well, yeah. 15 minutes, you you don't want to see Bear Corbin. You want to see a match. They pay a lot of money. You don't put yeah. a good match to start out. Or you're going to start out with uh, crying Bear Corbin and his girlfriend. And yep, they're going to say, oh, ba-ba-ba, this and this, ba-ba-ba. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to have a special referee, ba-ba-ba. No, uh-huh. they don't yep. want to see that. Yeah, you know and we talked about this before. I'm not, you're right, and we talked about this before, and I mentioned this with you both, however. I mean, I just said it as you were coming on the line, Fonzie. I think this television deal right now with Fox and WWE is right now playing with fire. They're playing with fire right now that they hope not to get burned on, but I'll tell you right now, if they get burned on this deal, whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to say, oh, it's the wrestler's fault. No. It's one person and one person's fault only, and his name is Vince McMahon. I think Vince McMahon has got to step aside and let someone else run the ship. I don't care if it's a star. I don't care if it's Shane. Heck, I don't care if it's Triple H. They've got to do something. AEW is not, I mean, we say this all the time, and even our good friend Danny from Oak Park in California says the same thing every week. I agree with him. AEW cannot come fast enough. AEW put on a pretty good show this past weekend. Like I said, October 2nd and October 4th are going to be those days that you want to mark on your calendar right now. October 2nd, and I'll tell you why. That is when AEW debuts on TNT. Fox, two nights later, is going to debut with SmackDown. Plus, you've got a pay-per-view two days after that. Within that four-day stretch, you better realize that right now, one of these two federations is going to be basically left standing either on their feet or they're going to be knocked out with a Mike Tyson haymaker to the jaw, and they're not going to be able to get up. So one of these two federations is going to have to find a way to step it up and step it up big. And I'm saying yeah. more and more, it's WWE. Now, uh, before we continue on, let's see if our caller has another question for us. Do you have another question, caller? Uh, yes, I'm going to switch to baseball now. Please. Were you disappointed at all that uh, Josh Bell didn't make it uh, as a starter in the All-Star game? Should he have, or, or did they do the right thing with Freeman? In my opinion, Freeman is a good ball player. I'm not going to discredit Freeman. He is a sensational player. But, yes, I was a little disappointed in the Bell thing, and I'll tell you why. Bell, if, I mean, here's a guy who gives his effort. Hey, Jamie, I'll be right back. Okay, John. 
Thank you. Uh, I'll answer that. I mean, Bell gives 110% night in, night out. Sure, he can go 0 for 4 one night, but the next night he can go 3 for 4, 2 for 3, 4 for 5, what have you. He's having a very productive year, and I think that's one thing that the Pirates were hoping into this season, how, that he would cut down his strikeout production. And he has done quite a bit of striking, cutting back on that. His power's still there, his RBI production total's pretty there, and his bat's there. I think the problem right now, however, that the All-Star game is, A, they basically make too many mistakes by inviting way too many players from the same team, number one. Number two, the rule of the All-Star game, however, whoever wins the game gets to host uh, the World Series and has home field advance throughout the series, and I think that's asinine. And three, like I said, the length and the time of games. I think that's the one thing that they've really got to cut back on more than anything is the length and time of games. You're looking at games at three and a half, four hours long, when they should be two, two and a half hours long. And the, like I said, I understand you're having uh, pitch counts, however, in certain time uh, clocks, however, with visits to the mound. That's another thing. I think they got to start scaling that back. Instead of having five visits per team, limit it to three. Limit it to two, maybe. That's what I think they have to improve in the game. If they can do those things, Howard, then I think baseball can be saved. Right now, baseball's at a crossroads. I mean, this past weekend, you saw what happened with the Yankees and the Red Sox playing in London. They had a good crowd on both of those games, and good for them. Next year, we understand they're going to be doing it again in London, Howard, and this time it's going to be the Cubs and the Cardinals. Possibly maybe the Dodgers and the Giants as well. But I think right now the big thing with the All-Star game is, however, yes, it's a nice few days off. Yes, the Derby's fun, however, and yes, the game is entertaining from a fan's perspective. But I think just the time of the games, however, and the way some of these games go with the commercials in and out with the same thing over and over again, they've got to scale back on that. And like I said, I think the one thing they've got to scale back on more than anything, however, is just basically how find a way to just basically control the length of the game. These games were going three, three and a half, four hours long. They're way too long because of the commercials. If they do that, however, they'll be fine. But right now, I don't see any issues uh, changing baseball. And it's tragic because I think Rob Renfred right now is trying his best as commissioner. And getting back to you saying about Bell, however, I think right now he's one of the few bats on this team, other than the young guys like the Brian Reynolds and the uh, Kevin Newmans right now, that have, have pop in their bat. I think if the Pirates want to challenge right now for that National League division, however, this year, they're going to have to really come on on big winning streak. And this week is going to be the critical part of their home schedule by far this year, with the Cubs coming in for four, Milwaukee with three. If they can win five or seven, heck, if they win six or seven, they're right back there in the chase. If they start dropping games quickly, however, this, like in the next two or three days, however, then there's no chance of them catching fire and their season's all but gone. So right now, I'm looking for a five and two, maybe a six and one week with this pitching. I think they had a good road trip, even though they dropped the last two in Milwaukee, and they've always struggled in Milwaukee. But if they come home, now that they're home, they've got home cooking, and they've got the weather behind them, and hopefully it won't be too hot for them, their bats can start heating up going into the break. And I think heading past the break, however, if they can keep it going, they could challenge for that National League Central. We'll have to wait and see. Fonzie, would you care to elaborate on that, please? Well, talk, uh, I want to ask uh, Tony, I want to do what he said about Josh Bell. He should be yeah. a starter. What's yeah. Freddie uh, Freeman doing? What's Freddie well, Freeman uh, have been done? Uh, well, he should be a starter. Yeah, but, but Freeman's having a good year, too. You can't knock Freeman. Freeman's having a pretty good year, too. Yeah, he's having, yeah. a, he's having a good year, and he's a much better defensive first baseman. You know, Bell just right. came on this year. Prior to this year, yeah. he was just a very, very – he was a below-average first baseman. So, yeah. uh, you right. know, I, I, it, did, it didn't bother me so much that he didn't make the uh, starting lineup. I'm glad he's on I'm Glad he's on the team, and I hope he does well in the home run derby. I'm sure he's going to be in it. What do you think, guys? 
Will he do well? Uh, yeah, he is in the He is in the derby, and he will challenge, I feel. But you also got guys that are going to be there. I mean, the one guy from the Mets, I heard he has some pop to his bed. You are Christian Yelich. He's always dangerous, however. You can't count him out by any means. And then in the American League, you got guys like Aaron Judge and other people. I mean, like I said, I think he's going to put up a good effort. But like I said, I think the thing is to stay healthy past the All-Star break. You do that. You keep hitting home runs. How That's the like key. You said, that's the key. You're exactly right. If he does that, however, I think he could finish the season. I'm going to, say, I'm going to go out and I'll say it here and now. I think he could finish out the season. Barring injury, barring anything else, he could hit 40 home runs easily this year. 40. I'm going to go out yeah, and say he should. He should. He should. He's paced for 40. He's paced for 40. Right. Yes, he is. Yeah. But like, yep. like I said, we've got to stay healthy. The offense, we're not – here's the thing. The announcers always say, we're not worried about the offense. we got a good offense right now. It's the pitching, okay? Yep. It's the bullpen, okay? Yep. The fir- you remember the first couple weeks of April, we were doing good, the pitching. Yep. And then, yep. then uh, Trump, uh, what's his face? Yep. Williams went down. Yeah, Williams went uh, K-On. K-On. K-On went down. I don't yep. know when he's going to come back, Kayon. He's still on the DL. They haven't. They haven't. Yeah, they missed him. They missed him. Okay, and then went down the hole. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we struggle against Milwaukee, but like I like I said, what's Milwaukee have? They have nobody, and they're beating us. You know what's happening? We're beating ourselves. We're yep. beating ourselves because too many airs. Look at yep. how many airs we had yesterday. Three airs. I think it was four. I think it was four. I think it was four airs. That sounds like, yeah, four. Yeah, it was four. Yeah, it was four. And there was, the game was still close. But yep. those yep. four airs, those four airs cost the game. And that yep. one catch, they had, um, they were saying the second inning, um, Lenzo Kane. If it was, it was one nothing us. If yep. he didn't make that catch, yeah, there was three nothing right there. Game was over. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. Yep. Okay, that's what uh, Bob Walk said yesterday. If it was not for him, that changed the whole game because we had second and second and third with what one or two outs, something like that. They was and one out. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah, and then that big play. Yep. That would have been three nothing Pirates uh-huh. easily. Yep. If it was not for that catch, that like changed today, the whole game around. It did. That changed tonight, the whole game around. And looking at tonight, now, tonight like I said, they, we got I'm four games at, I'm looking at the Cubbies. tonight. Yeah, Trevor Williams is pitching tonight. Trevor Williams is pitching tonight. Yeah. You got okay. four games against uh, the, the Cubbies. Yeah. After the Cubbies, you got three games against Milwaukee. Then you got the All-Star break. Yeah. Okay. They, so you got they need to win at least five up. of those games. They need to win at least five of those games. Five, maybe six. If they go, if they, yeah, six, I'm saying the six and one is the best. The yep. worst they can finish is three and four. That's bad. Right. Their season's exactly. finished. Their season's finished. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what I said. You, that's why I said you you cannot lo- lose many games on this home stand. I'm I, I'll take a five and two. I'll take a five and two. That's what I said. Five and two. I'll take five and two. In yeah. Right, but you got to worry about our pitching and, and uh, yeah. the bullpen. 
relievers. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. don't worry about the offense. We got fucking power from one through eight. Okay? Yep. Now everybody's coming up now. Except for the pitcher. Well, yeah, that's the, it. yeah, but I'm saying one through eight in batting order, they're all yeah. coming alive right now. They're all yeah. Is Cervelli gonna? Is Cervelli gone? You think Cervelli's gone? Uh, uh, no, no he's ahead, practicing. Fine. He's practicing playing first and third base. Really? That's what I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 heard, I heard this. Yeah, I heard this last weekend too. I heard this past week. He yeah. is starting to take some practice. I think you'll see him back in the line if they get him back in the line. No later than Wednesday. If not, I could see him back in the line by the end of the week, by Friday at least against Milwaukee. I yeah. could see him back well, in on Friday. Because he was with Milwaukee. He was in Milwaukee with the. Team. Yeah, he took some practice. I heard uh, on Saturday, and, and, and Hurdle yeah, says he's a few days practice. away. So I think yeah. I think looking at him maybe possibly back in the line no later than like I said if he comes back Wednesday they're going to need him if not you still got Elias Diaz who has been a nice number two catcher Stallings is starting to groom into me a little bit and I like him a little bit with the way he I, I don't himself. like too and much Diaz I don't like too much Diaz because he he can fumble the ball and shit like that he's yeah. not like a good yeah he, like he's, not, he's not he's not as, he's not as good defensively as as right. uh, Cervelli. Yeah. Not as good defensively. Yeah, the problem with is he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. That's his problem. Well, because concussion. The concussion. Yeah. The bat hit him yeah. in his head. Yeah. The ball he, hit him in the mask. If, if, there's yeah. two guys right, if there's two guys right now, and Fonzie, you'll agree with this too, I'm sure. And, John, sorry for pointing out this long. But I think the other yeah. guy that's been uh, really another guy who really cannot stay healthy at times is Polanco. And that worries me. I yeah. love Polanco. Yeah. Polanco has pop, and I like where he's going with his bat. If he can stay healthy, yes. Yeah. But right now, I think Polanco being injured for much off and on. It, about they the said he could play. He could play tomorrow. He could play today, or yeah. he could play tomorrow because his shoulder he had. You remember he yeah. had a surgery on his shoulder. Right. Well, right. It, like he had a little pain in it, so they didn't yeah. want to take a chance. That's why they're. Put him in the IL for ten days, yeah. whatever. Being yeah. the mix for he's ready. He was yeah, ready. Yeah, he is. So. Uh, well, one, well, one person I think will be ready after the All Star break, and then John will take your thoughts as well, real quick. However, I think, like you just yeah. mentioned, the pitching. I think Taylor will be back after the break. Another guy who I think will miss the start, I think maybe possibly this week, depending on how he feels. Even though he got injured the other night against Milwaukee, is Archer. Right now, however, yeah. you have Trevor Williams, however, who hopes to catch fire again. He did pretty good in his last starting. He has been one of the few surprises of this staff this year when he's healthy. Another guy who I'm really high on and I like him a lot, even though he's cooled down considerably and he could heat back up again at some point, is Jordan Lyles. Yeah. I think Jordan Lyles has a great arm. I think he has a yeah. chance to do some magic. So the Pirates pitching in the second half of the year, if they can close out the first half going into the break next week, really on a high note and start the second half with a bang, the sky's the limit. If not, it's the same old, same old. John, would you care to elaborate on that, please? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see if uh, one more, if our caller has one more comment or any more questions to ask us here on the panel today. No, I'm good. Thanks for the information, guys. We appreciate it. No Please problem. call again. We're glad to hear from you. We're glad to hear from you. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Yep. All right. That was Tony from Taylor, Pennsylvania. We do want to thank Tony for calling in. However, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that was 
uh, one of our new callers. So we appreciate that very much. Uh, like we said, guys, a uh, very interesting development, to say the least, Tyler Lake. Like said, Fonzie, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this next half of the season. However, with the All-Star break just around the corner. Let's yeah. give you the number again, one 562 pounds This is episode 196, of course, the Heartbreak Kid, along with the Iceman in the Human Suplex Machine. Guys, we're going to talk about Fighter Fest now and tell you what happened. Fighter Fest? Yes, the hell's a Fighter Fest? It was AEW's second pay-per-view this past ah, Monday, Saturday right. night. <laughs> we talked about the we uh, talked about it last uh, Monday, however, because you weren't with us, Fonzie, because of an obligation. Yeah. Now you're back with us, but we'll tell you what happened. However, but one of the things that did happen, ladies and gentlemen, and Sean heard about this. Cody Rhodes did not suffer a concussion, but he did get whacked in the back of the head. However, following his matchup Saturday night, and we understand he had 12 staples. 12 guys in the back of his head. We understand. Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, he was playing like a fountain. And I haven't seen the match yet, but I did hear how the AEW did receive some criticism because of this. And because we're going to talk about the matches in detail right now and get everyone's thoughts. Like I said, Fonzie, I know you didn't see the show, however, and uh, John didn't hear, but I did you see, see the matches. Did you see it? Uh, I saw one match of it, however, and I'll tell you the match I saw. That was pretty brutal. And that wasn't the matchup, however, between Cody and... Uh, Sean Spears, a.k.a. the perfect hentai Dillinger. It was the other match I'll talk about here shortly. But anyway, let's yeah. talk about the card, Howard, ladies and gentlemen. It was, of course, this past Saturday in Daytona Beach, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ocean Center. The tagline going into this was the most luxurious gaming and wrestling festival of all time. Well, folks, it was definitely a festival, to say the least, however. So let's talk about what happened on the show here on Saturday night. The first match, of course, of the night, ladies and gentlemen, was a three-way tag match to advance to All Out for an opportunity in a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. It pitted the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Ferretta, taking on SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, taking on the private party of Isaiah Cassidy with a Y and Mark Queen, Q-U-E-N. As a result, this goes 16 minutes long. Uh, John, the best friends pick up the win and now have advanced to the all-out opportunity, however, for the tag team titles. Your thoughts about this one? Yeah, I wanted Cal to win this match, but, but yes. congrats yeah, to go to the best friends. Indeed, yes, I would agree with you there, no question about it. Fonzie, your thoughts about the best friends winning against SoCal Uncensored and Private Party? I'm going to agree with John. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Up next, of course, was another pre-show match, ladies and gentlemen. It was Allie taking on Lavia Bates with Peter Avalon. And of course, Lavia Bates, of course, disguised herself as the so-called, unquote, unquote, librarian, formerly known as Blue Pants, back in the day of NXT. As a result, Allie, formerly of uh, TNA, Global Impact Wrestling, however, uh, in action here, making, I believe, her AEW debut, and looking pretty good in the process here. She picked up the win against Lavia Bates. Your thoughts about this one, John? Uh, no comment on that match. All right. Fonzie, what about you? <laughs> no comment. I uh, agree with John. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't too bad. I mean, considering the fact that went seven to nine minutes, if you will, however, but it was very interesting. Up next, of course, another pre-show match, the third one of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It was Michael Nakazawa taking on Alex Jabaley. Alex Jabaley losing here in a hardcore match to Michael Nakazawa. John, your thoughts about Nakazawa picking up the win? One of my first picks of the night. That was, an all, that was a good match. I would agree. I would definitely agree with you. Fonzie, your thoughts about Michael Nakazawa defeating Alex Jabaley? Sure. 
Uh, I'm going to agree with you guys. That's all. All right, no problem. Up next, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it was CIMA, C-I-M-A, taking on the 50-year-old fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And Christopher Daniels put up a good fight, but in the end, he came up a little short, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, as a result, he won in 9 minutes and 40 seconds. Sean, your thoughts about CIMA and the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels? Even Christopher Daniels, at the age of 50, he can still, he can still wrestle his heart out. Yes, he can, and I've watched a few of his matches over the last few years. I would have to agree with you, no question about it. They don't call him the Fallen Angel for nothing. Definitely a good point indeed, John. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about this one? Fonzie? Okay, I think we're going to come back to Fonzie here in just a minute here. Uh, before we do, however, we want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that so far we have five matches listed for Stomping uh, Extreme Rules, including uh, two uh, uh, tag team matches, one of intergender persuasion, uh, if you will, of course, the WWE Championship on the line, the SmackDown Women's title on the line, and just announced today, Drew Gulak, ladies and gentlemen, will take on Tony Nese, ladies and gentlemen, so a rematch with a Cruiserweight title, if you will, has been now issued for uh, that pay-per-view next Sunday, if you will. Uh, let's try Fonzie again. Fonzie, you back with us. Okay, apparently Fonzie has stepped out, ladies and gentlemen. We'll try back with him in a minute. Uh, John, let's go to the next match with you, Howard Fighter Fest Tower. Riho taking on Yuka Sakazaki and Nyla Rose, the transgender athlete. Nyla Rose putting up a very good fight uh, coming from your hometown in the end. Unfortunately, the little 100-pound uh, special person and very unique uh, wrestler who has been wrestling since the age of nine, Riho. Okay, thank you very much, Fonzie. Riho picks up the win. Your thoughts about Riho defeating Sakazaki and Nyla Rose here in the three-way? I didn't pay very attention to that match much. All right. Thank you very much, John. Uh, Fonzie, we're talking about the women's match, however. Riho taking on Yuka Sakazaki and Nyla Rose, however. Your thoughts about this and also the Seema-Christopher Daniels matchup. Christopher Daniels coming up a little short here. I'm going to agree with John and you guys. All right. Up next, a uh, very interesting match, one that I uh, did not, I, I mean, hold on a second. I just had it here, folks. Give me a minute here. Uh, let's talk about what happened next, of course. Adam Hangman Page. Yes, folks, Adam Hangman Page taking on Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus and MJF. We know about MJF, of course. I picked him in the pool. John, we know about Hangman Page's story. How are your thoughts about Hangman Page winning in the Fatal 4-Way? Hangman Page. Yes, Hangman Page. That gets him some momentum before his uh, big match with Chris Jericho. Oh, yes. Oh yes, no doubt about it. Of course, yeah. he will be, and as we said, he will be facing Chris Jericho. Of course, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on August 31st at the All Out Show, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to be a very interesting match. However, we can also tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that earlier today, AEW announced that there will be a fourth match now to the Fight for Fall Show coming up a week from this Saturday. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, also, ladies and gentlemen, next week we'll give you our uh, predictions for that show. So far, these are the four matches that are looking at the Fight for Fallen show next Saturday night at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. They include Brandy Rhodes versus Ali, Kenny Omega versus Seema, Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus The Young Bucks, and of course, Adam Hangman Page versus Kip Saban. So there you go, folks. Some matches listed right there. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, Howard, depending on how he feels, Howard, Cody with his lovely wife, Brandy, took on Darby Allen in a time limit draw here, John. But the story here is what happened afterward when Cody got his head split open. Your thoughts about this match? Oh, yes. Uh, 
I heard all about that. Yeah, I, I, Go ahead. I would not want to be Ty Dillinger right now. I wouldn't either. And you know for a fact that there is going to be payback. Ty Dillinger, he used to be the perfect 10, but but guess what? He just might have found and when himself. it comes to Cody Rhodes, he <laughs> won't be a perfect 10 when no, Cody gets his hands on him soon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I would agree. I would definitely agree. He is definitely not going to be very happy about what happened after uh, this past Saturday night. Uh, thank you very much, Sean. Fonzie, uh, your thoughts about what happened how, in the Cody match how, in the aftermath that followed, however, with Cody? Um, I'm going to agree with John said. Thank you very much. Sir. Yeah, I would agree with you guys there. Of course, by the way, these are the time frames of the match, of course. Uh, Michael Nakazar defeated Alex Bailey in the nine near nine and a quarter minutes. In about not eight to ten minutes almost, Tower of Sema defeated the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Riho, of course, winning in ten to twelve near twelve and a quarter minutes, with Sia twelve and a half minutes. Adam Page winning in almost nine to eleven minutes. The Cody match went twenty minutes, if you will. Up next, of course, one of the better matches of the evening. This one I did have a chance to watch a little bit of last night. The Elite. Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, if you'll take it on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., if you will, ladies and gentlemen, along with Ray Fenix, F-E-N-I-X, and Laredo Kid. This goes 21 minutes. John, this to me was the match of the night by far. Your thoughts about this? I would agree with you. Fonzie, your thoughts about this one? I'm going to agree with John. <laughs> Very good. I would have to agree with you both again as well. And then, folks, came another great match. And this one I did watch, however. And I'll tell you, this is a match I was really, really squeamish about a little bit. It reminded me a little bit of Sabu and Terry Funk from Born to be Wired 97 because it had that type of feel to it. It was John Moxley. Yes, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever you want to call him, taking on, let's just say, the uh, very controversial, the very shaky, the very shady Jody Janela. This one, 20 minutes and change. John Moxley picks up the win. John, your thoughts about John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him, picking up the win against Jody Janela. God, was that brutal. Yes, it was, however. And speaking of Kenny Omega, we understand that Kenny Omega is not very happy about the WWE running an event next Saturday night, however, mind you, uh, of Evolve Wrestling. In fact, he let his voices know about that recently, however, I believe last Friday, if you will, however. And like we said, you've got AEW show coming up next Saturday night, however. You've got, of course, uh, Extreme Rules the next night in Philadelphia. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what will happen there. So we'll have to see what happens there. But overall, however... Uh, like I said, I did watch two of these matches. The uh, match before we mentioned, of course, obviously. And then, of course, the other match, however, that did take place, however, which was Cody. Uh, I did not see the Cody match yet, but I did see a little bit of a video of what happened when he got blasted with the chair. And I will tell you guys, if you have not seen that match or if you have not seen the uh, main event between uh, Ambrose, a.k.a. Okay, John Moxley versus Joey Janelle, I will tell you both the Cody and Darby Allen match and the uh, John Moxley match. Uh, it is definitely graphic. It is very, very graphic, to say the least. And I will tell you, it's very intense, too. I will say this, how it is definitely uh, TV R-rated, TV-14, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it is very brutal, to say the least. And like I said, if you have not seen it yet, I advise you all ahead of time, Howard, to, uh, let's just say, be advised of that, because right now uh, you might get a little squeamish uh, watching both of those matches, especially the Janela uh, Ambrose match. 
But, folks, there you have it, AEW's uh, show, Fighter Fest, of course, uh, next Saturday, as we said, is Fight for the Fall, and, of course, AEW said that their event that will be held at the Daily's uh, Place Tower at uh, the Daily's Place Amphitheater uh, next Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, how at the uh, TIA Bank Field, ladies and gentlemen, however, will be hosting the event, ladies and gentlemen, and so far, these four matches have been added to the show next uh, Saturday of the night, ladies and gentlemen, which is crazy. It'll be Brandy Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Swipe versus Ali, Kenny Omega versus Seema, Cody and Dustin Rhodes, of course, coming off their brutal match at uh, the AEW All Elite Double or Nothing show in Las Vegas, teaming up yet again, this time taking on the Young Bucks. To me, that is going to be a great tag team affair with four of the best in the ring. And then, of course, you got a good one with Hangman Adam Page versus Kip Saban. So, folks, those are just some of the matches you will see. Plus, folks, however, you will have these two matches coming up at the end of August, folks. August 31st, to be exact, at the Sears Center Arena in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. It has already been announced as AEW All Out. These are the matches that have already been signed. It'll be John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, versus Kenny Omega. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be Adam Page versus Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. So there you go, folks. However, that is what is going to happen as far as that goes. Now, also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you that this week, ladies and gentlemen, however, the G1 Climax, however, will be taking place beginning this week, ladies and gentlemen, however, and it'll last for the next month or so, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, and here are the participants that are in the block pool. In block A, you have Lance Archer, Evil, Bad Luck Fail, Kota Ayabushi, the artist formerly known as Kenta, a.k.a. Hideo Itami, Okada, uh, Will Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, Hiroshi Tanahashi in one column. Block B will have Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, John Moxley, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Dean Ambrose, Naito, Juice Robinson, and I can see Robinson and uh, Boxing meet up once again, especially after what they had earlier this past year at the Tokyo Dome. Tai Chi, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Shingo Takaji, Jay White, who is also a pretty good performer, and Toro Yanu. Guys, I ask you here in Block A and Block B, if there's two guys you're picking to win this tournament, who will it be? Block A for me, I'm going to say it's going to be either Kota Ayabushi or possibly Will Osprey. In Block B, I can see Juice Robinson or Naito, believe it or not, win the tournament. John, who's your pick to win the tournament here? Uh, I think I'll go with that first team. You're going to go with Team A. Mm-hmm. All right. Fonzie, what about you? Who do you like in the tournament here? Who's in Team team B? Team B is uh, Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, Tetsui Naito, of course, Juice Robinson, who had that great match with... uh, uh, Moxie a while back in the Tokyo Dome, Tai Chi, Shingo Takaji, Jay White, and Toro Yenu, while Lance Archer, Evil, Bad Luck Fail, Kota Ayabushi, Kenta, formerly Hideo Tommy, Okada, Will Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., Sanada, and Hiroshi Tenahashi fill out block. I'm going to go with Team B. All right. You know, Team B. Okay. There you go. Okay. So there you go, folks. However, some interesting. Uh, things going on there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can tell you, however, like I said, however, this is what I've heard, ladies and gentlemen. According to reports, this is what I just saw, ladies and gentlemen. However, like I said, however, according to reports, this is from 411 Mania coming in just a few moments ago, ladies and gentlemen. 
And we do want to thank Joseph Lee at 411 Mania to report this story, ladies and gentlemen. We understand Paul Heyman, his reporter, already started his position as the executive director of Raw, will be in charge of his first show tonight. However, it is noted that there is unlikely that there will be any big changes happening immediately. As previously reported, he is not expected to appear on TV in any other capacity than as Brock Lesnar's agent slash manager. Meanwhile, however, excuse me, meanwhile, mind you, however, mind you, the main event for tomorrow night's 205 Live will be the Lucha House Party versus the Singh Brothers in a Tornado Tag Team match, believe it or not. So there you go, however, that is what's going to happen. There has also been talk, however, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, about some other things, however, going on, however, if you will. That being said, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will tell you about it right now. We can tell you, however, some other things going on, however, of what's happening. And uh, it's been very interesting to report this story, of course. So, as we said, a lot happening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can tell you that this past week, our Bruce Pritchard, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, Brother Love, I love you, always has his podcast up and ready to go. He had episode 161 of the Bruce Pritchard Show this week, ladies and gentlemen. And there were some few choice words to say this week. In fact, on the latest something to wrestle with, he talked about how Vince McMahon acted in the office back in 1994 when he was under tremendous pressure due to his infamous steroid trial, several other major lawsuits that WWE was facing at the time, and Hulk Hogan leaving for WCW. So, guys, I will give you a little bit of a sample of what was said on this interview. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I will warn you a little bit. It is a little graphic, Tower, so please be advised, Tower. Uh, we're only reporting what was said here in the interview, and we want to get your thoughts Afterwards, too. So, John, here's what he said, Howard. And, Fonzie, I'll get your thoughts, too. On Vince's resilient attitude during this era, Howard, he said the following. So, yes, there was crap after crap after crap every day that came upon us, and I would probably say war on us. I knew it war on Vince, but he was never going to let it show. He would always be the one to reassure us, Howard. Just put your head down. Let's get through it. We know what the facts are. If we stay with the facts, we stay with what's happening. We take care of our business. Everything else is going to take care of itself. So let's muster through and do what we have to do. If we have to pay our dues, we pay our dues and we move the blank on. And that's what we did. Meanwhile, on how Vince stayed positive and cared for his employees as his world was seemingly collapsing around him. He said the following, however. Everybody likes to say bad crap about Vince, and I'm often being painted as Vince's apologist. But when you look at the facts and when you get down to the nitty-gritty, I like to share the story that Jerry McDivitt shared with us. And Jerry was Vince's attorney throughout all this, and he still is. Jerry tells the story during this very time period where everything was coming down. It seemed like every day we were hit with, what's next? Another bombshell, another bombshell. Well, that one's coming down the pike. This guy's suing you for this. This guy's suing you for that. This guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. And McDivitt and Vince had been at the office all day long, and it had been a late night, and they're coming out of his office. And Nick the Janner was in the hallway, and all Vince wanted to do was get the heck out of the office. He and McDivitt were done for the day, and they went again. When Vince saw Nick there, Vince sat there and talked to him for 20 minutes about his wife, who was going through some hard times at home. And there was nothing more important to Vince at that point than Nick and his family. All this that was raining down on him, Vince just sat there and put his briefcase down and just sat down and bs with Nick the janitor is what Vince did, who had been around with the company a couple of years. Great guy and his world's crap and his everything seems to be collapsing all around him. He's holding it all up and just worried about everybody else. And then that's all the stuff you don't hear about. That's the thing that people go, oh, yeah, okay, wow, he did that. No, that's the type of crap he does every day and does it, but you just don't hear him complaining. And that's what pains me. You look at this, and they keep peeping all about this and that, but Nick the chairman would never know that. All he knew was that Vincent McDivitt are at his office 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night while he's cleaning the office, sat down, talking with him, making him feel better during for what happened during the day, however. That kind of puts a smile on my face, though. 
As far as Hulk Hogan going to WCW, he didn't elaborate too much except to say, however, Vince didn't know how Hogan was going to be leaving, however, the way he did. But the way he did, however, was kind of ridiculous, however, because we thought we had a chance of getting him back and keeping him around after 10-plus years. And then all of a sudden, however, he says he's going home, he wants to be his wife and kids. And then all of a sudden, WCW and Turner come swooping in with a bona fide offer to give him a chance to uh, do TV and this and that when we didn't have a chance to do that. And now looking back on it there, I kind of regret that whole thing. John, your thoughts about some of the things, however, that uh, was said, however, mind you, involving this interview with Bruce Pritchard? Um, I, I would say I would agree. Okay, good point, Pete. Uh, Farley, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I would agree with <laughs> Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Uh, one thing I will tell you, however, that's very interesting, and I know Fonzie heard about this earlier today, this was the NFL NHL free agency began earlier today. The Penguins, of course, getting a big super name. Brian Tenev, ladies and gentlemen, six years, three and a half, four million a year, however, with the Penguins, leaving the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, a very tough guy in his own right. We heard some good things about him, of course, earlier this weekend. The Penguins let Phil Kessel go, of course, to the Arizona Coyotes, of course, for a 25- and a 20-year-old prospect. Uh, Kessel, of course, worth $8 million a year, of course, uh, bolting out because of differences with GM Jim Rutherford and Coach Mike Sully Sullivan. Uh, personally, I think it was uh, the smart move to go with. I really do, in my opinion, however. I think uh, that was the right call. Uh, whether or not that will work out down the road for uh, uh, possibly Rutherford and Kessel, that remains to be seen. But I do think Kessel getting out of Pittsburgh, how was maybe the right call. Uh, hopefully he'll do well in Arizona. We'll see what happens. But I don't see him doing really well there especially even though he's friends with Rick Tockett, the former Pittsburgh Penguin and uh, hockey superstar. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But like I said, I do think, however, right now, the big question is, is it going to be a success for him to go from Pittsburgh to Arizona and take over the Coyotes there in Arizona and be a big star? Well, we don't know. We, we, just, we just don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But like I said, folks, we've heard uh, very little as far as the NHL free agent market goes. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll let you know if there's anything else going on. But like I said, we're keeping you up to date, of course, with what's going on, uh, like I said, how are, as far as that goes, how are, and let you know what's happening there. Uh, that being said, of course, we're going to try and find some other news going on, ladies and gentlemen, including, uh, like I said, with uh, what's going on in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hopefully we do have some more updates on the NBA free agent market. How we have not heard yet anything about Kawhi Leonard jumping ship yet as of now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but we will keep you. Uh, like I said, with the story there, folks, and we will let you know about that eventually. But we are still getting information right now as we speak, however, and we're going to try to find out if we hear anything on that here right now. But like I said, folks, uh, of course, next week we already told you what's planned. Uh, let's see here. Uh, looking right now here, is there anything else, huh? Oh, okay, here's a story, uh, folks. This is interesting, and we do want to thank ESPN for reporting this way. I want to put it posted in uh, this uh, very unique story. The New York Yankees, according to reports, ladies and gentlemen, are planning to offer a 16-year-old kid $5 million. $5 million, folks. That's crazy. Uh, it's $5 million sign bonus. He's a center fielder. He's 16 years old. He is from the Dominican Republic. His name is, if I can just find it here, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to find out his name here. It is uh, Jason, J-A-S-S-O-N, Dominguez, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to have a story about him in just a minute here, if we can find the uh, background on him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, he is uh, very unique, of course, however, 
like I said, uh, where is he? I'm trying to find the story on him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, yes, uh, he's a very unique ball player, shall we say, like I said, however, he's only 16, folks, and that's scary, that's very scary, like I said, uh, like I said, um, like I said, he's been clocked around 6.3 in the 60-yard dash, uh, he has a chance until, I believe, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, to sign, but folks, like I said, this guy has some pop, we understand, and it'll be interesting to see what he does, if you will. Uh, some other news going on, ladies and gentlemen, of course, according to reports from ESPN, Ezekiel Elliott will meet with Roger Goodell in, in the New York offices uh, tomorrow regarding an incident in L.A., or excuse me, not L.A., Las Vegas, if you will, according to a source. Elliott, of course, was briefly detained, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, however, back in uh, May, but not arrested after a security guard, however, mind you, fell to the ground after being bumped by the running back. He was seen on video having an argument with his girlfriend when he turned his attention to the security guard. He is now subject to a finer suspension under the personal conduct policy, which does not require a conviction for a player to be penalized. But um, we'll see if he's going to be out any length of time, however, or just fine in general and miss no time whatsoever. But uh, this is a guy who continues to do uh, well, let's just say, uh, continue to, uh, let's just say, wave uh, some red flags in the league, if you will. We saw what happened a few years ago with the whole kettle jumping incident. In Dallas, however, that was kind of a little amusing at first, but really not too amusing. And now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this whole incident here. In fact, the Cowboys announced uh, about two weeks ago, of course, that they picked up the option on his contract for at least $9 million earlier in the offseason, but they have expressed the desire to work on a long-term deal, even though talks have not developed yet. They're also having talks, believe it or not, with quarterback Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper on long-term deals, however, and hope that they have things done before training camp starts in a few weeks. Prescott, of course, is looking to seek the biggest deal of his life, almost $37 million, maybe $40 million for the next five or six years. That would pay him about 200 to $220 million a year, which would be very big, bigger than Big Ben, bigger than Tom Brady, bigger than freaking Eli Manning, if you will. Absolutely, just absolutely insane, to say the least. And, of course, Cooper was traded, of course, from the Oakland Raiders, or should I say the Las Vegas Raiders, soon to be, however, uh, uh, last October to Dallas, and did pretty well there after leaving uh, Oakland, if you will. Of course, he was also suspended, referring to Elliott, of course, by the commissioner a couple of years ago for violating the personal conduct policy and had been accused of domestic violence by his former girlfriend in Ohio the year before. Unfortunately, he was not charged or arrested, however, but the league believed it had enough evidence for the punishment, however, despite the lead investigator recommending no penalty. He fought the case through the legal system before eventually relenting and then serving out the first month and a half of the suspension. So, folks, you talk about a guy who continues to just wave uh, red flags wherever he goes. Even when he was in college, Howard, Ohio State, the Ohio State University, I should say, uh, this guy definitely finds trouble wherever he goes. And do I expect he will be fine suspended? I do see him being suspended, no question about it. I do think he will be suspended, but I don't know for how long. But I do think, however, he will be fined also a great deal as well. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, John, your thoughts about Ezekiel Elliott and what lays overhead for him possibly in the next few days? Uh, no comment. All right, understandable. Thank you very much, here, John. Fonzie, what about you? What do you think about Big Zeke? I mean, is Zeke going to be uh, serving a suspension time, or do you think he gets off here? Uh, I guess he's going to get off because Roger Goodell, he's a piece of garbage. He's a piece of shit. Yep. So he's going he's, he's to have Elliot suspended for the whole entire year. I yes. would. If I was a commissioner, I would have suspended him 
for a whole year and say, hey, can't play. You got to pay your fine all the way up until next season, whatever the yeah. fine is. One month, yeah. okay, 300 and you know, the next month, another 300 the next month, blah, 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 so on, so on, until your your suspension is, is lifted until next season. I would. Yeah. But did, this commissioner is a yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. I would definitely agree. Do you think, though, uh, possibly, uh, and I'll ask you both with one-word answer, both of you, maybe you guys can just give me one word of this. Is he worth a contract extension and worth the big bucks next year when his contract's up? John, do you think he'll get an extension in Dallas? Yeah, I think yeah, I think well. Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Fonzie, what about you? What do you think? Do you think he's gonna get a big deal in yeah. Dallas possibly? Yeah. Yeah. Well we'll see. We're gonna see guys. I mean we're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, time will tell how I mean, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see what this uh season brings like I said I mean training camps a few weeks away as you know of course a lot of people leery of what's going to happen this season of course the Pittsburgh Steelers starting training camp very soon of course they open up their preseason with Dallas or excuse me not Dallas excuse me with Tampa Bay if you will and of course they open up the regular season at a big tough way however with of course the New England Patsies and Tom Brady we'll have to wait and see what happens there of course they got uh, a big home opener with Seattle and Russell Wilson and that's going to be a big test and then they got a real test after that uh, uh, we'll see what happens there, but I'll tell you what, folks. I said this before. 22 days from now. Yeah, right, July 23rd. You're right, and I think, John, your training camp begins uh, the 24th or 25th, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that, yeah. So, so training camp is just around the corner, folks. I mean, we also got NFL uh, regular season starting very soon, of course. As we said, the preseason just the around preseason the corner. The preseason will be coming up soon. Preseason, <laughs> college, football, college football season just around the corner. A lot of people... Again, same the same old suspects, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia, uh, possibly going to uh, make some noise this year. And I do think Georgia's going to make a lot of noise this year. I think, barring anything else, I think... And I nobody's going to beat Alabama. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to touch Alabama. No, I agree. I don't think anyone's going to mess with Alabama. You're right, Fonzie. I think the way they're stacked again, I mean, Nick Saban's got that team ready to roll again, no doubt about it. Although, I would not put it past, I said it before, I'm not going to put it past, however... A team, like I said, like Oklahoma or Georgia. I think Oklahoma and Georgia could challenge them. But at the end of the day, I'll tell you, there's a couple other teams I'm looking at as maybe possibly sleepers to watch out for. Uh, you guys are going to think I'm absolutely nuts saying this team, but I'm going to tell you this is a team I think it really could give a lot of people trouble. And I'm thinking, and you're thinking, oh, J.D., you're nuts, you're nuts, you're nuts, you're nuts. Yeah, I might be. <laughs> I'm saying it's going to be Notre Dame. I really do. I think the Irish could surprise you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think I think the Irish could really, uh, really, really surprise yeah. you. I think they could really open up some eyes this year. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. I think they're going to have some right. surprises and hiccups. I mean, I think they got Georgia this year. And I think they got a couple other key home games. But I'll pull up their schedule here in a minute. But I tell you right now, I think that if there's one team that could really, I'm going to say Washington Huskies. I'm yeah, going to say Chris, Washington Huskies. Washington's a good team. And the Washington's a good team. I'm not going to discredit them. Yeah, they're a good team. Because they were they were number four seed, number four in the nation till they yep. dropped. That's why yep. Georgia was in in the semis, whatever, against yep. Clemson, whatever it was. Yep. So. Yeah. So, well, let me pull, yeah. let me pull up Washington's schedule real quick, and I'm gonna pull up uh, also Notre Dame schedule too. And John, we'll get your thoughts here in a minute too. Um, they got Washington State, and they got USC. Right out of the gate. No, but uh, they play 
They play Washington State every year. Yeah, hold on, hold um, on. I'm going to see USC. I think they're going to give Washington trouble. That's what right. beat them last yeah. year. Okay, let's take, all right, let's take a look at Washington. Okay, here's our schedule. They open up out. Here's our schedule for the year. Uh, okay, here we go. They open up at home against Eastern Washington and California and Hawaii. Those are your first three games. They get mm. USC at the end of the month, which is going to be a big Saturday night game. They go to Stanford. That's going to be tricky. They're at Arizona. Yeah. They should win that. They, they're going to have a real tough game with Oregon in October, I feel, at home. They got BYU Oregon. on the road, Utah at home, Oregon State on the road, at Colorado, and home against Washington State. That yeah. schedule right there, to me, could be. Nine and four, ten and three at best. At best. Yep. I feel that that's going to be very interesting to see what Chris Pearson's squad. Does yeah, the, the, the USC game end of the month. What month was yeah. it? End of September. The twenty eighth. The twenty. Yeah, it's the twenty eighth. Yeah. That's that's going to tell their season. That's they're going to tell their season right there. Right. There, yeah. Oh, I, they're playing. I they're playing yeah. Sunday night. They're playing Saturday night. Yeah. On Under the lights in Husky televised. Stadium. Yeah. yeah. ABC game of the week. Yep. Conference game, Pac-12, yep, I agree. Now, here's Notre Dame's schedule. Yep. Notre Dame is a kind of easy one, though. They start off at yeah. Louisville, but then they're off the following week. They're home against New Mexico. Georgia's the game I'm worried about how on the 21st. That could be a key game there in Georgia. They're home against Virginia. They're home against Bowling Green. They play USC at home. They always struggle Bowling with them. Bowling Green. Yeah. They go at Michigan. They get your Hokies, John, however, in Notre Dame Stadium this year. Virginia Tech has to travel there. We'll talk about Virginia Tech here in a minute. Then they go to Duke, home against Navy, home against BC. Again, it's, that's, that's a tricky schedule right there. And looking at Virginia Tech, let's talk about your boys, John. They open up at BC. Then they're home against Old Dominion, however, and Furman the following two weeks for the first two home games. Off the following week, home against Duke on a Friday night, however, at Miami, home against Rhode Island, home against Carolina, at Notre Dame, home against Wake Forest, home against G-Tech. Pitt has to come down there right, after, right before Thanksgiving at Virginia. So, I mean, your team looks pretty good with that schedule this year. I'm thinking Virginia Tech could go eight, maybe 8-4, eight maybe 9-3 and three at best. They got a good schedule this year. And talk about Pitt, though. Here's Pitt's schedule. Our home schedule. Delaware at Penn State on my birthday. Yep, Delaware at home. Right, Penn State your birthday. Home against Virginia, Ohio, however, and UCF uh, and Delaware. Four of the first five are home early on in the year, which is big. The only yeah. one game is Penn State. And that, USC, that USF Central Florida, that's going to be a big game for Pitt right there. Oh, yes. And that could be a big uh, game. That's going to be a big system, right? Then they go to Syracuse, homecoming against Notre Dame or Miami. At Georgia Tech, they should win that game at G-Tech. They always find a way to win that. The one that really – Sticks in my crawl a little bit, however. It's not Boston College. It's North Carolina at home. And North Carolina, yeah. whether it's there in Chapel Hill or whether it's there in, uh, here in Pittsburgh or Chapel down in Chapel Hill and Mr. WCW Central, Carolina for the last several years has always found a way to play pick close, whether it's there or here. And I'll tell you what, however, it's going to be they a don't have, They don't have uh, Ryan Reynolds anymore. Yeah. 
Ryan Reynolds is in Steelers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, but we'll see what happens. I can tell you right now they did announce that, like I said, they have only one match listed for tonight, and I did mention it earlier. It'll be a street fight: Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. So there you go. Also, you know, earlier today at Wimbledon, we understand Venus Williams was upset by a 15-year-old, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, she was upset by. Wait, we're hearing something here, folks. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have another caller on with us, ladies and gentlemen. We have someone else in the studio with us. Let's see if our uh, person in the studio is with us right now. Is that person in the studio with us right now? I think we know what that means. It's our boss, Chad Henshaw. I'm sure it is. Yes, folks, that is only one reason why you can't see him, however. He is down there in North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. And join us on the line. Yes, folks, here on episode 196, as we welcome him here on this 4th of July in Canada, ladies and gentlemen. He is Cam Newton's favorite person, and yes, folks, how he is Ric Flair's neighbor, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. He is the one and only Mr. WCW himself, Mr. Chad Hinshaw, as we welcome him into 196. Chad, we welcome you. Chad, are you there? I thought he was going to play the alien team for me there. Uh, yes. Yes. We welcome you to 196, however, as I'm sure you have a lot to talk. We were talking about uh, a lot of things today, including the NBA free agency. And, of course, also the big story of the day, of course, is some of the stuff that is going on, however, in the WWE, including, of course, Paul Heyman and uh, Eric Bischoff starting their new uh, jobs this week, we understand. And also, believe it or not, we have also talked a little bit about what happened at AEW's Fighter Fest. So please give us your thoughts. Uh, well, I got to, like I said, just re- uh, read everything that happened this past uh, this past Saturday. And from what I heard, it was a very killer, uh, very very killer event. Uh, of course, uh, us here in the on the wall ramp and the chat box has really a lot to say, uh, um, especially after after somebody was pissed off over the fact that somebody uh, clocked, um, I think it was uh, uh, Sean Spears, who remember as Ty Dillinger, clocked Cody right in the head. Yes, uh, and, I did, and, I did, and I did mention one of the things that did happen, and uh, Fonzie and John did mention it. However, obviously, I mentioned it to both. The word was how apparently how Cody needed twelve staples in the back of his head. All I gotta say is, ooh. Yes. Another match that had a lot of interest, obviously, was the John Moxley Joey Janela match, and I did watch a little bit of that last night. Uh, your thoughts about Ambrose, uh, the artist, I should say, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, against Joey Janela? This was a very physical match. Oh, um, I I was kind of uh, I, like I said, I was just like I like I just just uh, briefly read a lot of things, especially uh, kept up with it as far as the uh, uh, Wikipedia and everything of that nature. Uh, but from what I from what I read about it, I mean, 
what got me was was that why in the world all of a sudden did they change one of the matches before the event? But it is what yeah, got I didn't me. get that either. I didn't get that either. Yeah, I would agree. Because I mean, I if you remember, it was supposed to have been Layla Bates taking on uh, Kylie Ray, but instead they changed it to uh, Layla Bates versus uh, Allie. Um, but, but according to Wikipedia, there's been no explanation as to why that has changed. That, that yes. was changed. That's that a good point, yeah. But however, let me go ahead and mention here why we're talking on this subject. That because of the of the match between Cody and Darren and Darby Allen, Darren, Darby Allen ended in a uh, in a 20 minute, 20 minute time limit draw. And also the fact that this match, that this ladies match I just mentioned was changed, that everybody involved in the prediction title challenge did get a point for this because, like I said, it was not, it would, it would not have been fair. I know for the Cody Allen match, I know uh, everybody picked Cody, but it ended in a draw. And like I said, and you had three people going for Leather Bates and going for the other two was going was originally going for Kylie Ray and two of them are right here with us this, this afternoon. Uh, but and I see and I felt that after further discussion of course, especially as far as several other folks involved in this challenge, it was decided that they, they would get a point a piece. Uh, yeah. everybody would get a point for uh, for, uh, for this, we get credit for this because of the fact that, like I said, of, of, of these two outcomes. However, I will tell you the final results of our prediction title challenge for Fighter Fest. The overall winner was Danny from Oak Park, who got all but one match right. Uh, Congratulations to our good friend of Friday Night Delight, indeed, yes. Yes, J.D., John, and Michelle tied for second with five. And Ann ended up with four, so I mean, so it was not too it was not too far out of reach there. Um, however, I didn't hear I did hear that JD and John did choose their belts already. Uh, JD, of course, is now the new FMWS Hardcore Champion, and John is the new WCWS World Wide Web Champion. Congratulations, John! So, uh, well deserved to you. And of course, uh, of course, uh, Anne has informed me that she is going to wait for Dan, for Danny and Michelle to pick out their belts, and whatever okay. belts they decide, whatever belt is left, she will take it. So, uh, however, I did also from the Stomping Grounds Prediction Title Challenge, I will go ahead and mention that I was able to secure another. Uh, um, as far as that went, of course, Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, I did talk to him, of course, yesterday. He has. He did uh, ask about the final results of that, and I and I did I did inform him that uh, um, of the belts that were left, and he decided on becoming the new WCWS Zero Gravity Champion. Congratulations! So, well so, he, he, so there's three belts left, and I do believe the only ones that has not chosen is Ann, uh, uh, Stephen, and, and JW on that. Uh, so. So we got, like I said, we got all but, like I said, three still remaining for that. So we'll go ahead and get that, uh, we'll get that squared away here hopefully soon. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm looking, I'll be honest with you here, and this is going to be kind of a weird, a weird thing for me to say. As far as this deal with Heyman and Bischoff, yeah. um, overseeing these shows here starting this week, 
it's going to be interesting to see how they carry these shows, yes. how they handle these shows. Because if they don't, I'll tell you this right now, if they don't in any way, shape, or form um, improve on this, I wish, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be improved, but if they yes. can't find the secret to doing it, then I don't think Raw or SmackDown is not going to survive that much longer, my personal no. opinion. Well, I would agree. Uh, I was just going to be my this question to you about uh, your thoughts about Heyman. I was going to ask you that question just now. That was going to be my question to you about do you think Heyman and Bischoff are going to succeed their first week, however, but do you uh, kind of already answered my question? Ahead, uh, so well, I, I hope so. My apologies, and that's okay. That's but, okay. No, I'm glad you answered that. No, but but, I, but that. I hope so because, like I said before, anything that they do would be a vast improvement. That's basically all you can say at this point. Anything that they do would be a vast, excuse me, excuse me, man. Okay, sorry. Uh, boy, that little, little tickle there in the nose there. Um, but anything they do has got to be a vast improvement. I mean, it's because yeah. if, if, they can, they can, if they can't improve on what's already out there, then yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't And they're going to answer the Vincent man regardless, but I mean, who knows, they may try to do something behind his back. I mean, if, right. Well, we know that AEW is coming up with a big show next week, of course, on, uh, like I said, on Saturday, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we know about the Evolve show, and we also know about Extreme Rules. So we've got uh, two or three exciting events coming up in the next week or so, and we'll get our predictions in for next week, however. But uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of fireworks coming up in the next few weeks. Certainly, and I don't think WWE is going to provide hardly any of that violence at all because they're still doing the PG method. I think right. primarily... and one, of the things, one of the things we did here tonight, obviously, is going to be that last man standing match between uh, Bobby and Braun in Dallas. Well, that, that, but, the, 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 but one thing you've got to also consider is uh, <clears throat> um, because, because, because like, like, like I said before, um, they, have, they, have got, they have got to, uh, like I said, if they, if they want to try to start doing some major league competition here, with of course AEW and all these others and all that, and that's one reason right there why they're losing big time is because it's obvious that uh, it's because obviously AEW is getting away with doing a lot of this, and W and, and WWE like said their hands are pretty much tied because they told that you can't you can't do this you can't do that I mean you can't, I mean that's 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 pretty much the uh, that's that's yeah. pretty much uh, um, so, uh, but but none but nonetheless, I mean that is uh, um, um, that's that's the, all I'm going to say is like I said that is going to be a a very unique uh, a very unique thing that's going to that's going to go down. But all I got to say is like I said, um, and once again going going back to the whole thing and with of course. Uh, like I said with Heyman and with Bischoff, they with what's with what's going on right now. Yeah. I mean, anything, anything at this point in time should be or or would be an improvement in my own personal my personal take. Um, yeah. And if they if they don't if they don't do but if they don't do something vastly improving and all that. Even if they have to try to tie, hog tie Vince McMahon down long enough for them to try to for them to do something, 
then, I mean, that's the only way they're probably going to get things done. Yeah. Well speaking, of fi- well, speaking of firepower, I know you have got a lot more to discuss. you got a bang, whiz-bang of a show, however, with a lot of uh, red, white, and blue sparklers this week. So I'm going to let you uh, tell her what we got in store for this week as I have to step out for a moment, and I will be back shortly to continue the conversation. So go right ahead. Oh, thank you very much, J.D. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, episode 196 of WWS Raw Radio, Monday, July 1st, 2019. Uh, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, here with you. Um, as, as I just, as I, of course, mentioned here, of course, we have a lot to talk about here coming up this week, including, of course, what will take place tonight on Raw, what will take place tonight on SmackDown. I mean, t- uh, tomorrow night, yeah, tomorrow night on SmackDown. What, uh, obviously, the deal with... Uh, AEW Spider Fest this past uh, this past Saturday night, and also uh, um, and also of course so much so much more of course making the rounds. As JD mentioned, of course, obviously we're going to have hopefully start seeing some of the some, some of the end results here as to as far as the uh, deal with Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff being given control over Raw and SmackDown. Can they do something? We're going to have to watch. It. We're going to start watching the series. Uh, but of course, don't forget, don't forget tomorrow night. Of course, after w, after WWS wrestling is visited uh, at seven o'clock, one three nine nine three six pounds. I will be my time with Revolution uh, a live video thing from oh, from uh, Ambrose Shield News. After some of those, I'll see the over the north. Well, that's coming from the Fremont Brown phase, I think. Uh, <clears throat> but of course, I said, uh, Revolution for the Raw Video Talk and Amplified on the Rain to be the new. Uh, of course, uh, News and Views, History and Breakfast, and also, of course, I talked about tonight in my Raw show. But that's also some of the matches from AEW show this past Saturday. Uh, one three eight zero five five pounds of nine million hands. Please don't forget to get outside the rush at six thirty one four one three pounds. And wrestling debate one three nine million five pounds of clock. We got some good brothers in the gym. They buy video feeds and some seven video feed from the NWA US built on tradition. Our news and views, history and birthdays, of course, we'll also be talking about uh, some more of the other matches, of course, some, AE, some other matches from AEW Fighter Fest, plus also talking about what will happen what will happen tomorrow night on SmackDown. Plus also some other fun stuff here we'll be taking good care of as well. Be sure to join us Wednesday night at from nine to eleven, one three eight zero five five pounds. It's Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. We will celebrate the 4th of July in style with a howling good time here on the second installment of the radio network, of course, NWO Wolfpack, uh, 138521 pound. Our live video feed will be from OWN US of Warriors Legacy. News and views, history and birthdays, and other fun stuff will, of course, be coming your way. 
So be sure to listen in on that from 9 to 11 this Thursday night. Also, this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed for Revolution will be from WCWS Nitro Thunder. Uh, <clears throat> news and views, history and birthdays. Plus, we'll hopefully get to hear from both the Friday Night Delight and Annie from Oak Park and also the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds on their thoughts about what happened to Raw SmackDown this week. Plus, also talking also uh, uh, what happened with the AEW show this past uh, Saturday night. Uh, and, other, and other interesting stuff here as well. And hopefully, maybe we may get hopefully get a chance to have that match between uh, Michelle and Danny. Of course, talking about the Bullet Club belt. And I think Danny said something about he put up one of his. I believe he mentioned something about that this past Friday. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll figure out what exactly which one here, and we'll get back with that. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to do that this coming Friday night. One three eight zero five five pound for that. Be sure to listen in. And don't forget this Saturday as we review everything that took place on the radio network this week. WWS Power Hour, of course, this Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, uh, 141-364-pound. We'll be talking about what took place in the radio network just because, as I said, plus this coming Saturday's wrestling history and birthdays and also what to, and also some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of 411mania.com. Be sure to listen to us there, of course, uh, this Saturday night at 6 o'clock, of course, on TalkShoe. Of course, one four one three six four pound. Ladies and gentlemen, I will also mention here to you, by all means, uh, please uh, today, if you can, or at any other point in time, please be sure to check out, of course, our Facebook pa Facebook page entitled Bulldog DVD Sales, where we got a lot of great titles on for sale, ladies and gentlemen, ranging from one dollar to five dollars. You cannot beat those prices whatsoever at all, whatsoever. Uh, different titles, of course. Uh, Animated and other children's movies, uh, science fiction, uh, action, comedy, drama, horror, some TV series mixed in there, some music DVDs, some sports DVDs. The sports DVDs, I can tell you, uh, have wet JD's whistle a little bit. Uh, I think he's kind of got a kick out of that. Yes, indeed. So be sure to check it, check that out. Of course, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales. Of course, if you if you care to look at the condition of the DVD, of course. Please let me know, and I will be more than happy to send you pictures of what the, of, of the condition of the DVD. And if you're interested, so interested in, in buying it, please feel free to do so. And like I said, we will start talking some deals. Remember, at Bulldog DVD sales, we take the bite out of the cost, so that way you can enjoy your favorite programs. And also, don't forget the eBay store called entitled Perpetual Uniquity, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. Of course, eBay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity, that's P-E-R-P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. Of course, like I said, still the same items, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and PSP. And of course, John, you got to get up there and check that page up, man. You might find some stuff there. You might get a kick out of it. Uh, also, uh, men's, women's, and children's clothing. Also, of course, uh, classic Hot Wheels cars. Kiss, another rock and roll memorabilia. And also, ladies and gentlemen, while they still last, well, yes, still have the DVDs. Yes, sir. Everything, like I said, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, and each DVDs of your favorite movies of all different genres, as I mentioned here before. Be sure to check all that out there as well. And remember, Perpetual Uniquity, it is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. So there's your lineup, ladies and gentlemen, here, of course, for, uh, for this week here in the radio network. Be sure to check out all of our past episodes. Be sure to check out all of our uh, past 
past episode, be sure to check out all of our groups. And like I said, please feel free to comment on anything and everything that we have to talk about. And of course, like I said, for everything here for since 2015, the source for everything in the world of wrestling and pop culture, of course, is always the WCWS Radio Network. So ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right back into the swing of things here. Uh, with the man here who, for some odd reason, has an affinity for prints around his house when he's by himself in the phone. Uh, the guy's <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, thank you, Chad, indeed. All right, let's give you the number again. one 605 This is episode 196, four episodes from 200, ladies and gentlemen. We do want to thank the Heartbreak Kid for joining us earlier today. Apparently, the Heartbreak Kid is no longer with us. But, of course, we got the human suplex machine and... Mr. W7 with us as well. We also want to thank our caller, Tony from Shaler, Pennsylvania, for calling in. We hope to hear from him again next week, as well as any new callers as well. And right now, we're going to give you the weather forecast tower for the 4th of July. We can let you know what's going on before we wrap things up and call it a day here. First off, let's begin in Pittsburgh, of course, where Fonzie and I are today. We can tell you right now it is partly cloudy with some sunshine, 82 degrees. Tomorrow, it's supposed to rain 89, 85, 85, and 83 Later this week, however, ladies and gentlemen, they're saying that uh, right now it's supposed to be like 92, however, along with 88, 89, 88, and 87, followed by 84, however, on Sunday, 50% chance of rain, however, saying Sunday, 60% chance on Friday, 40% chance Wednesday and Thursday, including the 4th of July, and of course, a slight chance tomorrow as well. Meanwhile, Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, however, it is, of course, right now, uh, let's see, uh, we're trying to find out. We just saw it a few moments ago, what the weather looks like. However, we can tell you right now that tomorrow it'll be 93, mostly sunny, 94 on Wednesday, 92, however, with scattered showers, and 86 on Thursday and Friday, followed by 88 on Saturday, 88 on Sunday with afternoon showers, and then scattered showers again next Monday in 87. So there you go. That's the way the weather forecast looks like in his neck of the woods. Now, we'll tell you what's going on in John's neck of the woods Uh Paul, uh, front World, followed by Paul Meyer, and then Toronto, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as well as Jacksonville, Arkansas, I'll give you the weather forecast there. First in Front Royal, let's tell you what the weather forecast looks like right now. It is currently at the hour, however, it says 70 degrees and mostly cloudy, but today it's supposed to be 86 and partly cloudy. However, tomorrow, 92, 91, 84, and 86, Tuesday through Friday with rain each day, if you will, but we got to make sure if we can get a confirmation on this. We can tell you, however, that at 87, 87, however, will be the forecast Thursday and Friday, followed by afternoon showers on Wednesday, 92, mostly sunny tomorrow, 89 and scattered showers Saturday, followed by 80 and scattered showers on Sunday, but morning showers on Monday and 84, so it's going to start calming back down again a little bit next week, so there you go. In Palmyra, meanwhile, in the MLD's neck of the woods, uh, Virginia, right now it is reported it is 78 and mostly cloudy, however, if you will, however, but right now it's a 64 and cloudy, believe it or not, so go figure. But tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, 79, 78, 76, fall by rain, 75 on Friday. That is the way it looks right now. We can tell you that is the report we have heard, however, but it says here right now that could change. I think that is a misprint, however. Instead, tomorrow will be mostly sunny tomorrow, 94 in Palmyra. Isolated showers uh, and afternoon showers, 93 and 90 Wednesday and Thursday the 4th, 87 scattered showers on Friday, 91 in rain, however, and afternoon showers are a good chance on Saturday, scattered showers in 89 on Sunday, and then 86 in morning rain next Monday. Finally, of course, in Toronto, however, as well as Jacksonville, Arkansas, let's give you a report there in the great white north of Canada, the brother our brother from another mother who is celebrating Canada Day today. It is 65, partly cloudy there today, however, if you will, tomorrow will be mostly cloudy. 
Wednesday and Thursday, 73, 74, and 70, respectively. A chance of rain on Friday, though, and 74, but let's tell you if that has been confirmed or not. However, instead, it will be scattered showers tomorrow in 79, 79, 78, Wednesday and Thursday, 81 and 77, scattered showers on uh, Friday and Saturday, but partly cloudy with sun and clouds Wednesday and Thursday, scattered showers tomorrow in 79, as we said. Uh, mostly sunny Sunday and Monday, 74, so it looks pretty good up there in the great white north of the great white maple leaf, if you will, where they're selling in Canada Day. And finally, folks, in Jacksonville, Arkansas, yes, folks, the home of the Emperor, Sam Marie Rickenbach, whose boys will be playing my boys this week for the next four games, if you will, starting tonight. Uh, right now it says 78 and mostly sunny, but tomorrow it's supposed to rain Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 88, 90, 89, and 93, respectively, for the rest of the week. Let's give you a confirmation on that, however, here in just a moment here, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, try to get this report in here, ladies and gentlemen, and let you know what the weather looks like. However, uh, as far as that goes, I thought we had it. Uh, let's give you an update on that right now real quick. Uh, here we go. It'll be scattered showers tomorrow in 88. However, afternoon showers, however, mind you, however, or excuse me, partly cloudy on Wednesday, 91. Scattered showers on the 4th of July, 91. Friday through Sunday, partly cloudy, 94. 93 in isolated showers and scattered showers on Sunday, 93 and 91, respectively. And then morning showers next Monday and a high of 91 during the day. So there you go, folks. That is your weather forecast for the 4th of July week. Uh, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you again, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, coming up tonight at 11 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on FacebookLive.com, be sure to check out John's video. He will have a lot to talk about, including the aftermath of AEW Double or Nothing. He will also share his thoughts about Monday Night Raw and maybe an early preview of Extreme Rules and also the next AEW show. Uh, one thing I will ask Chad Hauer, if he's still with us, uh, his thoughts about what's been going on, Hauer, in the NBA free agent market. Kevin Durant, Campbell Walker, of course, as you know, along with Clay Thompson and uh, Kyrie Irving, and a lot of money thrown their way, Hauer. Uh, that being said, Hauer, uh, Chad, your thoughts, Hauer, about uh, what's been going on in the NBA the last 24 hours? Uh, well, they're, they're, they're really wanting, to, they're really wanting, like I said, they're trying to, all the teams are really just trying to make sure that they get the, Get 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 the uh, get the best players that they can, you know. That cause, like I said, they want they want to be up there to to be like a big uh, <clears throat> to have a real good chance at a at an opportunity to NBA title next year. So more so, but there's there's no doubt about it. That's why you know that they're they're while they're not well, they may not be heating up on the court, but it's heating up behind the scenes, in my personal opinion. So I mean, it's going it's uh, still going to be a uh, it's going to be a very unique, uh, a, very, a very unique next next little bit here as they get prepared for the NBA season once again. So it's going to be pretty big. Certainly, and of course the Rock, and like I said, certainly the big story, of course, was uh, that the Brooklyn Nets spent over three hundred million in getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They're hoping to buy himself a championship. A lot of people think that uh, the success of the Nets could transition into something big. Of course, the uh, 76ers, as you know, got rid of Jimmy Butler. They sent him all the way down to Miami. Your uh, Hornets got rid of Kemba Walker and traded him to Boston, and he got a big mega deal up there in Beantown to be with the Celtics. And, of course, the Sixers, as you know, a lot of people are talking about them making noise, resigning Tobias Harris, if you will. But, of course, the big story is how where is Kawhi Leonard going to end up? I mean, Arish Markazi and uh, Tanya, I forget her last name. She works for the Times of L.A. She's an L.A.B. writer for the Lakers. But I know Ramona Shelburne and Bill Plaschke said, 
uh, last night on the jump and on SportsCenter late last night with Scott Bucci-Gross and uh, uh, his assistant, if you will, sort of like the Keith Olbermann, Dan Patrick of their era now. Uh, they were talking about this and that, how Kawhi's going to end up. A lot of people think he's going to stay in Canada and stay with the Raptors, of course, get a new big mega contract. A lot of people think, how, on the other hand, how he might be jumping ship and might be heading back out west to L.A., maybe with the Clippers, maybe with the Lakers. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see if that is the case. But I can tell you right now, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. But like we said, next week, folks, how in episode 197, we're going to have a double dose of predictions. How our first off, the AEW uh, next show, of course, will be coming up a week from Saturday night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people are uh, interested in that one. Of course, the big one, of course, next Sunday, we're going to head to Philadelphia, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. However, as uh, that'll be very interesting to say, at least, and we'll let you know what's going on there as far as Extreme Rules go. Now, I can tell you again, uh, these are the matches that I have heard for both of these shows, folks, and we'll give you a story about what's going on as far as that goes. Again, this is from the Fight for the Fallen show. These are the four matches that I have listed so far. It will be Brandy Rhodes taking on Ali. That should be a very good match. Kenny Omega taking on Seema, if you will. And, of course, the Young Bucks taking on Cody and Dustin Rhodes. That should be the match of the night. And, of course, Adam Page will take on Kip Saban. Meanwhile, as far as Extreme Rules go, however... Excuse me, Extreme Rules go, uh, remind you, in Philadelphia. I'm sure there will be some more matches listed tonight. But so far, these five matches have been announced. It, of course, will be an intergender winner-take-all match, of course. The Architect and uh, the uh, last kicker herself, however, the fiersome uh, orange-haired Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins looking to burn it down, uh, trying to treat, uh, let's just say, the sassy Southern Bower, the sassy Southern Skank, as I call her, and her uh, boy toy, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Clown Shoes himself, Mr. TGI Friday's Lex Luthor, want to be boring, bland, cock-stained Corbin, if you will, uh, if you will, in a tag team matchup, of course, for the Universal Raw Women's title, both on the line that one. This was announced earlier today, of course, Drew Gulak will uh, be defending his belt against the former champion, Tony Nese. Tony Nese exercising his rematch in this one, that should be very interesting. Of course, the huggable, lovable Bailey, Miss Money in the Bank at one time, will be taking on John's girl again, the arrogant one herself, who has been trying to stab people in the back, and I know she's doing that with Nikki Cross in my opinion, that's just my opinion, of course, the one and only uh, Little Miss Bliss herself, the arrogant one herself, the blonde bimbo herself, Alexa Bliss, if you will, Kofi Kingston, of course, Mr. Boom, 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 man, looking to hold on to the championship just a little bit longer, has probably his toughest title defense to date at the moment, he will be taking on the Samoan submission machine, the man who choked him out last week, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Samoa Joe, of course, Samoa Joe looking to do the same to Kofi again, maybe tonight on Raw and Dallas, unless Kofi has a plan, either tonight or tomorrow, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Of course, and then there's this one that was just announced last Monday night in a shocking turn of events, however, ladies and gentlemen. It will be the big dog and the uh, dead man walking himself, the Undertaker of Rome Reigns, taking on the so-called best in the world and his boyfriend, if you will, uh, the somewhat uh, dragon slayer, if you will, Dickhead Drew McIntyre, and of course Shane O'Mac, if you will, referring to Shane McMahon. So, folks, we've got five matches already on the card, ladies and gentlemen, for next Sunday, and that'll be very interesting to say the least. Now, as you know, of course, Tuesday night, Nice defeated Akira Tozawa, of course, our on 205 live, ladies and gentlemen, earn a rematch against Kulak, so there you go. Uh, as you know, last week NXT UK was very interesting as well as what happened in the States. Of course, a lot went down, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you now that there have been two matches advertised for tonight's show. We can also we can tell you, in addition to the Falls Count Anywhere match, ladies and gentlemen, this match was just listed moments ago. It will be the New Day. Yes, folks, the New Day taking on the Viking Raiders. 
So apparently the Viking Raiders are going to get an opportunity here against the New Day, uh, whether it be Biggie, uh, Xavier, or Biggie, and Kofi. We'll have to see, but that will be coming up tonight. In addition to the Falls County, where a match that has just been announced, ladies and gentlemen, uh, moments ago, ladies and gentlemen, as far as tonight's show goes in uh, Dallas. Uh, now, last week, ladies and gentlemen, you could have saw these matches on NXT. Of course, these were very interesting matches. Of course, last week, of course, in the UK, we had these matches on the docket. Of course, first off, it was, believe it or not, Mark Andrews taking on Joseph Connors, if you will. Zia uh, Brookside taking on uh, Killer Kelly, of course, ladies and gentlemen. League Row defeating Noam Dar. And then, of course, in the main event, Walter, the strong man, of course, taking on Travis Banks, however, if you will, for the UK title. Now, this week, of course, we've got a great match coming up. It will be the Grizzled Young Veterans against Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bain, and Seven. That should be a fantastic match, to say the least. While back here in the States, here's what you can see on NXT here in the U.S. of A. Juan Quinoa and Angel Garza, of course, ladies and gentlemen, took on each other. Ladies and gentlemen, however, that was a very interesting match. Angel Garza did win the matchup there. The Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins took on the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler with Jackson Riker in a non-title matchup, however. Keith Lee taking on Nikos Rikos, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. And then, ladies and gentlemen, a very interesting main event, ladies and gentlemen, that was very intense to say the least, ladies and gentlemen, however. It was Shayna Baszler, ladies and gentlemen, the Queen of Spades taking on Io Shirai, if you will, in a steel cage match for the title. The Queen of Spades did win, but the story, of course, is what happened after the match, however, mind you. Io Shirai went absolutely ballistic, to say the least, however, I'm losing this match to uh, Shayna, however, and took her anger out on our good friend, Hans uh, Lorraine, Mrs. Johnny Gargano. The question is now, how is Gargano finally going uh, to retribution this week? How I guess a one-time friend or try to find a way to, let's just say, calm down in your sweat. Because right now, the issue why is not in the best of moods, especially after what happened last week. Uh, believe it or not. So we'll see what happens this Wednesday night in the U.S. Tower on NXT, if you will. In the meantime, let's give you the number again, ladies and gentlemen, one 562 pounds Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're winding up here, uh, the final moments here of episode 196. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, we got a lot to talk about next week. John, of course, will have a lot to talk about, obviously, tonight on his podcast, if you will, at 11 p.m. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. I, on the other hand, will be with Danny from Oak Park on the uh, Chris Peep show with uh, his buddies, of course, the Woken Jay Cutson, Arcane, if you will, Shamir, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, our good friend, uh, who we've not heard from in quite some time, ladies and gentlemen, our friend from Florida, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, along with the, uh, Kelly Matthews, of course, and the rest of his gang, however. So be sure to check that out on YouTube.com, the Chris Peep Show's P-E-E-P-Z, ladies and gentlemen, in case you want to know how to spell that uh, and check it out, certainly. But as I said, also, ladies and gentlemen, don't be afraid to check out also the big show tonight at 11 p.m. on FacebookLive.com with John, as he will have a lot to say as well, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up a little bit early here. However, unless there's anything else to discuss, I don't think there's too much to discuss here. Of course, we covered all the bases here this afternoon. I do want to thank again our uh, good friend, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. We want to thank Mr. Chatton, of course, our new caller, Tony, of course, from Shaler, Pennsylvania. We hope to hear from him, of course, ladies and gentlemen, next week, however, on our show, however, at episode number 197. Of course, next week will be an action-packed show. We hope you all have a great, safe Fourth of July holiday week. Be safe and be careful whatever you're doing out there with the heat and humidity and just in general uh, with whatever you're doing. However, don't do anything stupid, let's just say. 
And, of course, we will be back next week, Howard, with episode number 197. Uh, with that said, now, ladies, you know, we're going to go to our raw ratings and predictions, Howard, and give you our thoughts, Howard, as there will be only three of us, however, right now, as I will take us home for the evening, Howard. So we will start it off with John, then we'll go to Chad and myself, and then, of course, we'll call it a day here on Raw Radio. So, John, I ask you, with 13 days to Extreme Rules, Howard, and them in Dallas, we already heard the two matches that have been listed, Howard. We know Paul Haynes starting his first night on the show. Can he save the show tonight? Will he be able to save the show? That's the question. What is your raw rating, and what is our main event prediction tonight in Dallas? Well, I think the main event is going to be Strowman versus Lashley, and I think it's going to be at 1.9. Ooh, you're going up this week. Okay, thank you yep. very much, John. And with that said, guys, yes. don't forget to check it out tonight. Indeed, we won't, John. Thank you very much. We'll catch up with you later this evening again. All right, now joining back. And, Chad, thank you for the belt. Yes, congratulations, John, again to your new title belt. Indeed, John, well deserved, my friend. Now we're going to go to the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, however, who's now back with us here. As uh, Fonzie was off the air with us for a little while, however, due to a prior conversation. Fonzie, welcome back, however. We uh, covered up some of the bases here. Let's go to you next time. John gave it a 1-9, and he thought the matchup between Braun and Bobby's going to close out the show. I did announce that there was one more match listed. It'll be the New Day versus the Viking Raiders. What do you see happening in Dallas tonight? The same old shit. The same old shit. The same old shit. They're going to drop a 1.0 tonight. Because they're going to go the same shit all over again. And your main event probably be uh, I'm going to say fucking Bear Corbin and uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. Very good. All right. I'm going to go 1.7, and I think the main event will be, however, Braun and Bobby. I think that will be our main event tonight, if you ask me. So that's what I'm going to go with, however, as well. Chad, you have the final call. Uh, well, like I said, hopefully, like I said, that this is the true beginning of the Heyman Bischoff era. Uh, let's just hope, like I said, that just don't screw this up because it's, I don't think you can do it. Any, I don't think you can do any worse than what what, what it already is. I gotta say, Braun versus Bobby is the main event. I'll definitely agree with that. Uh, I'm still not taking the chance of really going up that far. I'm gonna say one one point six. Okay, very interesting. Considering that was the rating last week, and Fonzie, uh, uh, when we leave the air, I do want to talk to you, so if you could stay in the line after, I appreciate that. If you could, if it's no trouble. On that note, folks, we are now ready to close out shop here at episode 196 here for the first day of July. I do want to thank all our callers today, including uh, Tony from Shaler, Pennsylvania, as well as the Heartbreak Kid and Mr. WCW as well, and the Human Suplex Machine as well. We had a lot to talk about this afternoon. Next week, don't forget, for 197, uh, less than three episodes to go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about uh, Fight for the Fallen. We'll also talk about Extreme Rules. We'll talk about more free agency news and some other sports news as well here at 3 o'clock with the gang, and as John said, do not forget to uh, check out his show tonight, 11 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on FacebookLive.com under GRHS. He'll have a lot to talk about as well. I will be on the Chris Peep Show, and I'll try to get on the uh, Chris uh, John Gross uh, Raw Post Show, ladies and gentlemen, as I do every Monday, ladies and gentlemen, with his friends, however, afterwards, ladies and gentlemen, but be sure to check it out if you haven't checked
check it out on Facebook.com. Be sure to check it out. Also check it out, and uh, you can see all of his shows archived Tower in our library at uh, two places on Facebook Tower. First, of course, on the Revolution Radio page, of course, on WCWUS Revolution. And also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check that out on our Elf Club, ladies and gentlemen, Movie Fans Worldwide 2.0, where we talk about the latest music, politics, movies, and sports, news headlines daily from all the newspaper sources throughout the world and the country as well. So be sure to check it out. Tell them J.D. the Iceman sent you. All right, folks, we will talk to you again next week, folks, and we're going to get a little extreme next week, if you will. Hopefully we'll have some more uh, fun, however, with our gang, however. So enjoy the rest of your week, as I said. Be safe and be careful out there with this holiday uh, week and the weather and everything like that. We hope you enjoy it, however, ladies and gentlemen, and we will talk to you soon. So for Mr. W.C.W. Chad Hanshaw, for the Human Suplex Machine, and for the Heartbreak Kid Ponzi, and for our caller, Tony, in Shaler, Pennsylvania, as well as everyone else out there, this is the Iceman live from Dallas, ladies and gentlemen. Saying good night from Ringside Howard. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy Raw. Hopefully, try to enjoy Raw as well as SmackDown tomorrow night. We'll talk to you later in the week, Howard, as well as next week, Howard, after the 4th of July. Let you know how our 4th of July was. And we will catch you on the flip side. So, for now, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you soon, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. Be safe and be careful out there, as I said. And we'll catch you on the flip side. And as we take you out tonight, Howard, it's only fitting we play this theme, Howard, from the TV show Dallas, ladies and gentlemen, which started the late, great Larry Hagman, as well as Patrick Duffy, Linda Gray, and others, Howard. This is actually the uh, remastered theme of the Dallas show that uh, we launched about several years ago. So we're going to play it for you now as we close out the evening here at Ringside in Dallas, Texas. So enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll see you on the flip side, gang. Have a good night, everyone, and we'll see you soon. And now, our closing theme for the evening. I think JD wanted to change his underwear. Yeah. See you next week, gang. Enjoy your week. Take care. Hold on, guys. I'm working on it here. Hold on. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.